you know, Spencer, a lot of times with these uh, ad reads, we have to uh, pretend that we like a product, but this is not one of those. Right. This Um, is just classic. We're classic podcast connoisseurs. We know what's up. Yeah, we love we do love MeUndies. Secrets out. That's not just talk. Right. We probably love solid cologne. Um, Yeah, definitely. uh, But we definitely love Matt Bronger. Um, Matt Bronger. He's a he's an old friend of mine. I won't say too old because you know it's showbiz. So let's <laughs> let's stay ageless. But he is a fantastic, wonderful person that I have always adored, and that I never spend enough time with, and never work with enough. But he is really funny and really kind and really awesome. And he has a podcast called Ding Donger. Oh, you know about it? No, wait. Yeah, no, it's okay. You can know about <laughs> no, it. No, I've heard ads for it. It seems like a great podcast. It's a weekly podcast with actor and comedian Matt Bronger. You can go for a spin with him as he shares stories, observations, and advice with episodes perfectly curated for half-hour car rides. Does that mean he's driving during the, p- p- the podcast? He better not be because that's my idea. Oh, shit. I wonder if that's done because that is my idea. Maybe you can go on Ding Donger. You know what you could do <laughs> is you can leave a voicemail message for him and he'll address it uh, on his podcast. Oh, wow. I don't have a number for that, but just know that you can do that. Well, I bet if you like and subscribe to it on iTunes, the number reveals itself to you. Yeah, this is already on the air. I'm acting like it's new. (laughs) Recent episodes have included tales of harrowing bike rides in Southeast Asia, horror stories from Chicago public transit, and advice about everything from the creative process to the terrifying nature of bird-eating insects. Just don't miss a single episode. (laughs) Make sure you don't... (laughs) Sorry. Make sure you don't... (laughs) Make sure you make sure you don't miss a single episode. Subscribe to Ding Donger with Matt Bronger on iTunes, Stitcher, FeralAudio.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Matt Bronger. He couldn't be brighter. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage, the new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. My name is Robert Patrick. I play Gary Tyson. That's Gary Tyson with an I in the film Last Rampage. Evil broke loose in 1978. Arizona State Penitentiary. You know, that was interesting. What, what, what it was like playing a real person as opposed to a a fictional character. It it was really trying to wrap your head around how this guy could do some of the things that he could do. That was the the things that you were drawn on. Of course, there was no way you're going to try to do an impersonation of a guy, nor was I going to try to, you know, get as heavy as the guy. Uh, I didn't have enough time to really go that route. But I, I, you know, I found him really, really interested in trying to live up to the charisma that he had. I fell in love with the folklore of the story, like there, you know, the the whole idea that he was a guy that was raised uh, during the Great Depression. See that, from a historical point of view, those kind of stories resonate with me. That yearning for something better, trying to find it, have to steal to get it. How do you deal with that if you're a religious person? You know. How do you run underneath that? How do you justify it? He had a double life sentence that he began to push his wife and his kids to say, God, you know, I'm going to serve one term, and when I die, I'm going to serve another term in hell. Uh, I got to get out of this. And, and the, 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 the link that he was willing to uh, uh, go to 
to get his kids to help him get through this and get him out of prison was, it was fascinating to me. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on facebook.com slash lastrampagefilm. Once again to Hollywood, California, Meltdown Comics, the Nerd Melt Theater, Harmontown is now in session. Would you please welcome to the stage the mayor of Harmontown, Mr. Dan Harmon. Hello, thank you. Another another record-setting uh, crowd. It was really hard to not tell you guys about the uh, community uh, thing last week. Uh, if you were here, I, I was sitting on that. That was a that was a sharp secret to sit on. I'm not known for my secretiveness. Secrecy? Do you, do you think if you had uh, secretions? Secretions. I, I am known for various secretions. You're, you're primarily known for your secretions. Yes. Do and you think had you said something last week that you could have queered the deal in some way? Uh, racist. Um, <laughs> the uh, no, I, well, I, I just would have gotten yelled at by people whose job is for is to do an unqueered deal. My agent, publicists, racist. you know, people. Uh, I would have made their job harder by by announcing. You know, there's actors' deals closing, writers' deals closing, my deal closing, blah blah blah. And it's just, I, I just get, I just, I don't really know how the stuff works. I just know that I get yelled at when I say too much too soon so what is the deal now what what, what do we now have to say uh 13 episodes on the inimitable yahoo <laughs> network <laughs> the home of of great television wait, 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 not wait. not jeff not since the lycos i love lucy merger <laughs> has a search engine and the television show, but so aptly paired. What, what, what's, what, what's, your, what's your favorite Yahoo TV show? <laughs> um, there, you know, I, ta- I talked to the uh, chief marketing officer, the CMO. I didn't even know there what that was a thing uh, uh, on the phone. Um, is, and he, is he Native American? She is a very powerful woman, oh. Jeff, <laughs> who can crush us with a with a phone call. Um, or a text message, uh, but uh, the uh, what, what, why would they be Native American? What I just that, your question just sunk her, her, her name is Chief Marketing Officer. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh boy! Oh boy! Dan, there was much power in your TV show. Jesus Christ! There was great magic in, in the Abed character. <laughs> My viewership soars like a. 
dragon okay. spirit. Like, 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 like the baby eagle leaving its what? nest. <laughs> Why is this okay? Is it just because they're... Is it just because they're vanishing? Is it that's just uh, they're just they have no chance th- of mounting I th- a? Uh, I, th- I think I'm empowering Native Americans by exalting them to chief marketing ex- executive. No, I, know, I I I think it's fine, but I, I I also I mean compared to other things that aren't fine, I'm just wondering like these poor. What the old dad who didn't care about any of that shit? Oh man. God, are you kidding me? But I would that Dan would be I can't I wouldn't survive this world. The world has changed under our feet, bro. The, the world has changed you. Man. Well, I mean, it ha- I've become super hyper conscious of, you know, I look back like eight years ago, I would just liberally, like, I don't know, I would just, I was just, oh man, I would, uh, I, I called my brother a fag on Twitter because he said he loved his daughter. <laughs> That was that was the racist. Be- that was the beginning of, of my realization that the world had changed because my brother stepped, tweeted, "I love my daughter so much," and I was like, I just replied, "Fag," <laughs> and and then and then like real responses from from people going like, "That's incredibly rude and tacky and and, and hurtful and a word that's been that's been used to hurt people on playgrounds." You of all people should know about bullying, and I, I was I was catastrophized. Well, we're gonna we're gonna bring somebody up in a, in a minute that knows bigger words uh, and how to use them. All right. So I'm not gonna enter his territory. But I was. Are cata- you saying catastrophized is not an actual word? I don't know. Is it? We'll find out when he comes up. I was mortified. Let's say that I was. A, I was. A, I, I didn't really. I wasn't really looking at myself through that camera. So I do think I got healthier. But by, by, by some of this, I also think that, you know, the, the millennial outrage uh, movement is, you know, a neo-fascist one. And, and that it's incredibly dangerous to put so much value on words because some of the worst people in the world put value on language. Some of the worst people in the world are, are pride themselves on their diplomacy and use language to get away with horrible behavior. Uh, so it's dangerous to focus so much energy on cleansing the world of bad words because you're going to be in the same camp as Snickers and the Pentagon. Um, what did you just say? <laughs> Catastrophied? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, Snickers and the Pentagon. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I mean, Jeff's racism unfurls <laughs> like a mighty teepee flag. Much hatred expressed in your language. <laughs> Keep going, baby. <laughs> I just I love doing that accent. That voice is it, like it, yeah, it's hard I think it's right. like the same actor like, like 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 that we're all doing when we do a Native American guy. It's like it's like, it, isn't it like a specific actor that talks like this when uh, no? Uh, when we get our guest out, he might know. Yeah, uh, it's Burt Lancaster. Okay, um, the the uh, shit shit. One more thing before we start the 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 celebrity train rolling. Um, uh, fuck, fuck, God damn it! It was right on the tip of my dumb forty-one-year-old Swiss cheese brain. No, no, I'm not. Oh yeah, I have some drunk voicemails from the head of Yahoo. Uh, I, it seems like a good idea. I'm gonna just to seal the deal. Um, the, God damn it! Shit, shit! I totally forgot. Oh, oh, we're on, I was on the plane. Five, the, uh, Dino pointed this out. Like, uh, and I, I can't, he was he was quoting someone. I think it was. I feel like it was Louis C.K. or somebody like was talking about this. How all of the uh, all of the pilots when they talk, they're all doing like an impression of Chuck Yeager. 
Like they're all, they don't even realize they're doing it. They're talking the way they think uh, airplane people should talk. Right about now, uh, you look out your window, there's Topeka. Who gives a fuck? Those people need to shut the fuck up, man. And that, that's not new comedic territory. The food's bad too, and the peanuts are too small. But I'm saying, they, it seems like every passing year, the pilots got more shit to say. And the, the, I'm telling you, I mean, I know you had to go to school to do what you do, but you're pressing three buttons, and it's a flying tube, and <laughs> and, and you just gotta shut up. It's like, like, like you, you didn't go into broadcasting. Like, 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 like if that's your passion, if you want to, if you want to talk to people, I'm trying to play like. Uh, Pokemons or something. I, I re- refreshingly had a pilot uh, who, I, if, to give you a, a vocal approximation, Yosemite Sam. He sounded like Yosemite Sam. Like, all right, everybody, so just buckle on in. We're going to go over to Rocky Mountains now. And, uh, or no, no, he, he sounded like the, the, the instructions on, uh, on B- uh, Big Thunder Mountain at Disneyland. <laughs> Keep your hands and arms inside the plane at all times. Because here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. But he's like, he said, like, I saw him coming up, like, we were in the, in the what do they call it, the, the jetway, the airway, when you, the walkway, when you get on the fucker. And, uh, and he kept, he's like, coming through, make a hole, make a hole, I'm coming through. And he's like, right, I gotta, gotta get this paperwork right. And then he got on the plane, then came back out and came back up the aisle. We're all waiting to get on the plane. He's like, we're not leaving until this paperwork is right. We're not leaving. <laughs> Paperwork is wrong. And he came back and he got in the plane and we're like, this is our pilot. He seems all right. <laughs> then we get out and so he goes, he goes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to go over the Rocky Mountains right now and uh, I got some, uh, some telemetry uh, information. Uh, it's the worst turbulence uh, you, you, you've probably ever been through in your life. So I'm telling you all right now and I'm not trying to alarm anybody. <laughs> Put your seatbelts on as tight as you can put them on and keep them on until I tell you to not keep them on <laughs> because we're going to go through some bad turbulence. All right. Well, I, so, I prefer and, to hear and, that. And, and then he was like, and he kept saying, I'm not trying to alarm you. I'm just saying this is no joke. Yeah. <laughs> then we went over the Rockies and it was like, if, if you didn't have your seatbelt on, you would have had a broken neck. He was, and, and then, then he came he kind of smug out. He's like, oh, well, I guess I wasn't fucking with you people, was I? <laughs> Looks like someone knows their their, yeah. their air travel. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm the rootinest tootinest. <laughs> the the fuck the pilot on my flight from Miami to Dallas. I I caught a glimpse of him. You know how they do this thing? They they put the lunch wagon in front of the thing to block the 911ers. <laughs> because, because everything changed after 9/11. Like, like everything for us changed. We have to take off our shoes. We have to get naked. We have to have rectal exams. But, but when the pilot has to take a shit, they put the fucking lunch wagon in front of the door. Is it a, is it a literal lunch wagon? Is What's that? The cart, you know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the dessert cart is like is the is the fine line between us and another national tragedy. <laughs> And so, and so you always get to see the pilot when he takes his little, drops his deuce or whatever. And uh, the, the guy came out and it's like, I didn't even realize I had standards for pilot's wardrobe. I really do like them to, I want them to look like military, kind of really put together, tucked in and stuff. This guy came out, he had fucking like Oakley sunglasses <laughs> balanced up on his top of his head like a Jason Biggs character. Like a, <laughs> 
Yeah, he had his shirt all unbuttoned. He looked like Gary Busey in a like a Bachelor movie from the eighties. Like it was just like the fun, the the wingman, like kind of no pun intended, like the the, the fratty. Like it was just like Jesus Christ, man, put out a fucking outfit that looks like you can fly a plane. I'm scared shitless over here. And with that, those safety videos when they're on VHS and the shit's all wobbly and there's exits over. And it's like, you can't get your TV to work. And you're in charge of my body being 30,000 feet above the... I know they're not connected, but there's... I'm alarmed. And I said under my breath, because they were the flight attendants, it took two of them to push the CRT TV back into the ceiling of the thing after after a ridiculous, like, Gremlins-era tape played that that I think there were flashes, like there was shit that had been recorded over it at one point, and then they... Because they accidentally taped over the hole and I, I, like you'd get that reference if you were my age just, but the 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 they fucking like they shoved the tv back in and it took two of them they couldn't get it and i just i unconsciously said i, I this is not something you should say in an airplane like I, like i'm i'm this is I, i'm a bad person for saying this but i, I just i just blurted out <laughs> we're all gonna die <laughs> And God bless his heart, the flight attendant, like, he, ter- he, he said, don't say that. And I, I was like, oh, fuck. But then it's, it's like, we, it's true eventually, but not today. <laughs> he, was, he was a delight. And he was, I mean, if I was a flight attendant and somebody in first class was like, like we're all going to die, you know, and looking like me and sitting next to Dino, like, we, a couple of drunk Sasquatches, like... I, I, I'm surprised I didn't get kicked off the plane, but he, uh, yeah, he, he, he made me, made me happy. I felt like, okay, so the TV's shitty, but this guy, maybe he can, maybe he can save us if, if <laughs> shit goes bad. My, my, you, you said earlier that you, you don't want to fly anymore. You're, you're through flying. Well, I just get, it's just getting fucking scared. I'm, I just keep, I feel like I'm playing with statistics. I know, I know, I know. It doesn't make any sense. You're safer than if you go in a car or whatever. But, but when you're in a car. You're not, your life isn't being controlled by people that feel like they, they just might as well be working at a phone store if, if, or like you just, they just, they're strangers and they have their rules and they, and it's just like, these are the last people. These are the people you're going to die with. And it just, it really freaks me out. I'm a control freak. I don't like doctors. I don't like airplanes. And, 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 and I'm not, I'm not backing down on this position. I think they should be outlawed. I think they, they, doctors and doctors and airplanes, these, these, the, the, the people die. <laughs> The last person you see is a doctor before you die, usually. And how come, if doctors are so smart, how come they don't live longer? Why, why is there no study that says doctors live longer on average? I'll tell you why. Because it's all fucking guesswork. It's all bullshit. Listen they- to this. <laughs> how come they can't? How come they can't take care of that? What's going on down here? I, Fix it. I, 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 Harry I, I, Potter. <laughs> Dumbledore. Get out your fucking broomstick and get in there and fix it. Oh, we can't. Yeah, you can't. I can't either. Except your dad was rich. It's the only difference. Come on, we gotta get it. Let's get out our friends. All right, you want to pick first? Yeah, I I think we should bring uh, Mr. Greg Proops out first. I didn't make it, the hat so so what I didn't make it. Hello, Gregory. Hi. 
Hello, everybody. Sorry, I didn't take too long. I didn't keep you waiting, did I? No, no. We were having a lovely discussion backstage about oh. uh, how airline travel is the safest way to travel. Uh, <laughs> uh, a stagecoach is more vulnerable yeah. to uh, Greg, turbulence. Greg, uh, tell Dan about our flight on Air Macedonia. Okay, so we, uh, we're, we were playing in Kosovo because our career is on fucking fire. <laughs> I think... When you play a place known for genocide and mass graves, <laughs> fucking comedy. They, they say you play Kosovo on the way up and on the way down. It was great to be back. <laughs> so what's, we the, get... what's the origin of that, of that bit? What, what oh, is golly, I, I don't know. I've used it for a thousand years. So we, we get up at pre-dawn and we leave from uh, Skopje, Macedonia, where we're staying at the Holiday Inn. I had my laundry done there, and I can still smell the detergent 11 years later. I don't know if pink has a scent, but it did in Macedonia. And so uh, we pitches up to the uh, airport, and it's bright black out, and like we, we have coffee. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have yeah. coffee and whatnot. Pre-dawn. Pre-dawn. And uh, like, like the radon on Tebby. Thank and by you. the way, the, 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 the drive through, I, I don't know if any of you have just taken a ride through Kosovo recently or ever. Uh, we, we, we do you were, like filth? Huh, uh, do, do I just? Uh, we were going through it and we were like, it's, it's, it's bleak and it's sad and it's, it's, it's poverty and it's, it's, like, it's not Calcutta, but it's pretty, you know, it's, 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 it's very bleak and sad. And we couldn't quite put our finger on it and someone pointed out, there's a thing that you don't notice yet. There are no birds there's no wildlife there because there's that many unexploded landmines where anything and no dogs at all once in a while you'll see a dog but occasionally in the middle of the night you hear boom and then you see a dog leg fly over your head oh come on no for real oh yeah no there's so much unexploded ordinance there and then so but you guys never saw a dog fly over your head that's all I'm saying that's like a that's like a no no every morning right before sausages (laughs) boom with like boom and you'd be like oh fuck Mike you know what would you give me some more banana milk um, so we 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 get up, we go on the tarmac and there's no security as such, right? Like your bags are on the tarmac and, and, and this is, we're there doing USO tour shows. So this is well after 9/11. We're performing oh, yeah. for the troops in, in and around Afghanistan and stuff. Oh, and so we, you're required to point at your bag to identify that that's your bag, and that's the sum total of the fucking right. Like you point, and they go, okay, get on. So <laughs> the plane is battered, dented, has graffiti on it, misspelled. It says. Air Macedonia in Macedonian letters, right? In Greek letters, complete, like... Yeah, there, there was peeling duct tape on a part of it, like... The, yeah, it was <laughs> fucking... Holy shit. And Sean Masterson is with us, goes like, I don't know about this aircraft. I'm like, don't worry, it'll be fine. And we get in, and we get in first class, and uh, we takes off, and there's no... You know how you were saying the lunch wagon, which I love, because I love the 50s, and... Uh, <laughs> I couldn't think of the word cart. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm tr- my brain if, is If there's dying. a lunch wagon, I'm ordering a tuna salad and macaroni <laughs> yeah. and cheese. I lost the word cart yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a senior moment they, there's no uh, door on the cockpit Not you know how they on like uh, USA or whatever they'll have like a, a sealed door with a with a bar across it like you know Frankenstein's lair or whatever this was Macedonia that no door at all as soon as we take off the pilots turn to each other and light up smokes and start talking <laughs> and they never look at the road the whole fucking time right we go over the smoking, Alps fucking smoking, smoking cigarettes smoking facing, hor- facing 90 degree angles like not looking out the window. Oh no, like this. You, this is the view you're seeing. You're looking in the cockpit, and they're talking. Then we get over fucking Amsterdam, and you hear beep, beep, beep. The automatic pilot goes off, and they go, 
fuck and put out their smokes. Uh, <laughs> and Sean, Sean, w- Sean Masterson in our group, he's, he's a nervous uh, Nelly friend of ours who's lovely. And, I, and he, he calls the flight attendant over. Oh, by the way, the best food in the world. Uh, what was it for breakfast? Uh, stale bread, Turkish coffee, olives, yogurt, feta cheese, and honey. Yeah. It was great. awesome. It was really good. It was really awesome. And the flight attendant comes we were over. We starving. The flight attendant comes over, and, and Sean's like, "Is it like are they are they supposed to be smoke talking? Like shouldn't they be looking at the road? Like like a, the road?" And and, uh, the road. and, and she goes, I, "They like to watch. <laughs> like they like to look at the they like to look at the party happening back in the fuselage." Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's if, you if know, I mean, what ever... are you gonna see with a plane? What are you gonna steer around a mountain? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's Precisely. Like, Precisely. <laughs> I mean, I think they, I think they know the routes by now. They're yeah. going, There's no mountains in, on that route. Close the door and put the cigarette out. <laughs> yeah. Push a button. I loved it, man. I, I really wanted to go up there and have a drink with them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what do you guys drink? Uzo and shit. Let's do the song. When I was a kid, like, like you know, like late seventies, we'd fly to Hawaii, and uh, as little kids, every every man on the plane wore a suit. Oh yeah. Every woman wore a dress. And everybody smoked. Oh yeah! Like, like every like as soon as the, as soon as you were up in the air, everybody lit up, and every every armrest had a, had an ashtray in it. Oh yeah! And I remember smoking. You could still smoke on international flights when I was still a smoker. That yeah. had been the, become the rule. And I remember smoking on a plane going to Mexico. Oh, Such a yeah. weird memory to have that you like you could go like there's and there was a smoking section like you could smoke in the back like yeah you're on a tube. <laughs> our, our our whole attitude about smoking like complete. I remember it changing around me, and I remember being pissed at my friends. They were asking me to not smoke in their apartments. Like right. I was entitled to fucking smoke in their apartment. Yeah. Like, like it was my brain had to like shift again. The world's changing, man. This cigarette stuff. And not for the better. <laughs> what, if this was the old days, we'd all be doing blowing smoking right here in this room, man. If this was a 70s podcast, and those would have been awesome. Because we'd have had oh, lots man. of pubic hair, and Elliot Gould would have been the special guest. Yeah. Been that was all that, like, like Dick Cavett and stuff. Oh, like, hell like, yeah. like Before talk shows became profitable, before they became a way to plug things and stuff, yeah. it was just like, okay, the national anthem's going to start in a little bit, but while you fall yeah. asleep, here's John Lennon drinking with Truman Capote, yeah. talking about how high he is. Uh, and, and it's just quiet and fucking, like, this is like, like long pauses and just one shot, one camera. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's great. That's what podcasting is now. I mean, listen yes. to us. <laughs> uh, and, and that's what I love about 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 podcasting, because it's like, who, who could have predicted in this world of increasing uh, bandwidth and sh- shrinking attention spans that there would be an art form where people listen to people babble for two hours? I love that you think it's an art form. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> All right. I, I, I wrote it. I feel elevated. <laughs> I, I thought I was just a hacky road comic running out the last stretch of my fucking golden years. <laughs> I mean, I think... Or what we used to call radio. <laughs> I think a glass of milk is an art form. I have really low standards. No, I think it is an art form. And I think you're right, because we don't have parameters until all the shit hits the fan, but we won't get into that. But That's you, too depressing. You went through a phase because uh, you didn't have commercials. Then you did. Now you don't again, right? I don't know if I do or not. I don't listen to all of my show uh, because... Uh, I, I find myself repetitive and uh, I feel like the drunk uh, that's cornered been cornered at the party you know like yeah. the guy's telling you the same story for the 50th time that's 
what I feel like my podcast yeah. is. I'm really weirdly selective about which ones episodes of this show I listen to, yeah. which I don't. There's ones that I just want to. I'm like, ah, f- that was fucking dumb. I was drunk and sloppy right. and I hate myself and I don't want to. I don't fucking want to hear about the World Cup anymore. Uh, I the, love the World Cup. Oh yeah, we have a lot to talk. Well, let's not do it. But I'm, oh god, that that no, they, that they fucking the Costa Rica game. Did anyone see this? The football loving chicken that's Costa Rica's man, mascot back in San Jose. That was the best part of the entire World Cup because the two guys. Greg, I'll warn you. Last time a fancy guy in a suit shouted us down about talking about sports at the, at the podcast. Oh, I forgot. We're talking about sports at a comic book store. Yeah. That's it like is. talking about pussy at a comic book store. <laughs> it's something that's only been discussed. At, oh, I see. You're sensitive. That's fantastic. I, I want to know when you develop taste. When did that weird moment occur? So I was here at the beginning and I watched you, and now all of a sudden, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the two guys who are the British guys who do the uh, uh, the horrible ESPN because before I thought Alexi Lawless was just kind of inane, yeah. but now I openly hate Alexi Lawless. I like Alexi Lawless. Do you really? I find him. You know, I'm often accused of being smug, but I don't think I'm smug. I think I'm contentious. Um, <laughs> no, you, I, I, you're imperious. I, I am imperious, but I, I admit it. But Alexi Lawless goes like. The American team didn't... You're like, fuck you. You were a midfielder and you sucked balls, okay? I, I saw you in the 90, 94. I saw all the fucking World Cups you were in, bro-hom. And you're, this team's better than any American team you were on. I, I will always find it fascinating that you, who are like an erudite uh, kind of pedagogue type... Sissy. Sissy. That you are, you are a huge sports fan. Like you, this guy loves baseball more than anybody you've ever met. Yeah, well, you, again, baseball... Did you guys ever see the movie like Bull Durham or whatnot? That's what baseball is. Uh, or, or Major League Three, Back to the Minors, which is the best title That's for a movie in the history film. of mankind. Because if it's Major League Three, how can it be Back to the Minors? <laughs> you fucked yourself with the title. That meeting was the worst meeting that ever happened in Hollywood. I actually never even thought about that. Right? I, 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 you're you can't right. Be it's right in the name. Alien <laughs> Four, no alien this time. <laughs> What do you mean, Back to the Miners? It's Major League. The movie's called Major. There's, a, there's other movies that do that. What, yeah. what, are, what are other titles that did that? Like Bad like, News Bears. It's all good news. <laughs> there was that. This isn't an example of that, but there was the sequel to that uh, Open Water. Remember Open yeah. Water Two? No, the, the unspoken subtitle: No Sharks this time. Yeah, right. We we got rid of the sharks because yeah. water's scary enough. You you can drown in it. Oh, it's, and, and it's wet. Yeah, I, I mean, you're, you're you, so uncomfortable. If you tread it for an hour, you'll get tired, and yeah. then you can die. I have a cramp. I ate a tuna sandwich too soon before this happened. It was like watching one of those hands on a hard body competitions. Like yeah. you're just watching people slowly drown. <laughs> Anyways, let's why, why don't we keep, keep the guest yes, train please. rolling? Let's bring out soccer expert uh, Kumail Nagiani. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got we we got a lot of heat for the soccer talk last week, huh? <laughs> well, it was it was pretty. I mean, it was. We were well, t- after a point we we, we had covered. It, it, was, say, it was just you asking over and over again, why can't there be a countdown like a clock? Why can't they pause the clock? And I actually got clock. it after we after we after listening to it. But well, we can't do it again because. 
now no. we're talking about the thing that I we know, talked I about know. for way too long. But Last I just want to say I do get it now. I get it because it's like the people fall down. I think it's a sport that has its its, its league has more integrity than American sports. It's like like they just have, they're, they're they're because they're like all they're, they're all amazing actors. Like if you like do this, they're like oh my face fell off. Por qué? Por qué? I literally saw one where got two guys' calves uh, gently grazed each other and they laid on the ground clutching their faces oh, yeah. for two minutes. Because what, what, what they don't know is that I, I don't think that these guys uh, uh, have figured out the fact that there are nine million cameras yeah. by definition on them. And also, also there's tw- there are 20 cameras at least that yeah. have that perfect slow-mo. So when you get hit, like there's a guy that kind of, a foot came up and grazed the back of a guy's head and he clutched his nose. Which is clearly bullshit, but when yeah. you play it in slow mo, it's hilarious. Well, maybe his brain came and hit the nose. I hope. I think that that guy who bit my favorite was the guy who bit the other guy and then got kicked out of the World Cup. Suarez. Yeah, Suarez was one of the best players in the Chewy, world, apparently. Chewy Lewis. I liked the. I liked. Chewy Lewis. Oh, Huffington Post because they played the Italians who are called the uh, Izuri, uh, the the Blues. Uh, in Italian, they're called the blues because they always wear blue. Uh, the Huffington Post article was Chewy Lewis and the Blues. <laughs> Wait. Uh, Luis Suarez. Oh, his name is. Oh, you Lewis? know what? I thought that was dumb, and now that I know his first oh. name is Lewis. No, it's a home run. It's fucking. It's, it's a home it's run. A, it's a home run. <laughs> that should be the last newspaper published in the world. <laughs> But he, when he, I thought it was so ballsy when he bit the guy, he laid down being like, I hurt my teeth too. Like he was like. What he, what, what he did, he, he, he went in and fucking nuts. Well, I have one less bullet in my gun, so. <laughs> I got robbed in a sense. He jumped in and Nosferatu Chiellini from the Italians, and he probably did almost hurt his teeth on a guy's, on an athlete's shoulder. Like, like you can't, you can't just go, hi, run. Did you notice that he bit the Italian team? No one bit the Russian. You know what I mean? You bite the Russians, you're like, this is a cabbage. You bite the Italian team, you're like, mascarpone. Oh my god, this is de- delicioso. Yeah, it's filled with butter. Mo- and- Moto bene. Yeah. In Russia, soccer bite you. Yeah. Is this, this true, like, Anatoly? Granita uh, with fucking mascarpone on top. Baby. Soccer is- recognized soccer. Oh my god. God damn it, we talked about sports again. We okay. did it again. No, we're not. All we're right. talking about how delicious Italian people taste. Okay. Mm. I will say Italian tastes like spirit of eagle. <laughs> It's Jay Silverheels. That's the actor. <laughs> is that the actor? Jay Silverheels. Hey, yeah, 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 that's what I meant. Who's the actor? Jay Silverheels. Can you, can he you... played Tano. He go, mmm, Kimosabe, many miles to next stop. <laughs> Gee, Tonto, I wonder. Uh, might we run into some hostiles along the way? Many hostiles, Kimosabe. <laughs> Was he trying to fuck the Lone Ranger? <laughs> yes. Like Batman and Robin, there was an alter universe where the Lone Ranger and Tano, I think, were a deep couple. Are you saying this character is sort of like Apu is for my people? Except for my people, the guy is, it's a white guy. We couldn't even get one of our own to sell out our whole Let me Let me explain something race. to you. White people can do a lot of voices. <laughs> it's, what it's, we're, it's what we really excel at genetically, is do racism. Do you remember Peter Lorre as, as Mr. Moto? We Charlie, love to mock Warner, non-whites. Warner Oland as Charlie Chan. M- M- really... M- M- Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. Oh, oh, man, such a beautiful Asian accent. Yeah. What a, uh, he's like a ballerina. 
it's, it's just a shame that there were no Asian actors in Hollywood at that time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is, like, amazing to watch, like, how far we've come in a little... Uh, little, uh, but what? Okay, we won't talk about soccer. But I will say, I won't talk about soccer. <laughs> I'll say about planes and smoking. One of my weirdest memories. This is kind of a weird story, so you have to sort of be okay with that. I, I forget where I was flying, but I was flying somewhere with my family, and there was a smoking section in the back of the plane. And while I was on the way to the bathroom, this guy sort of, and I was like eight, started talking to me. It's just a weird story. Is this a flight around Pakistan? No, it's like an international flight, but I don't remember how long. Probably to Singapore, so it's probably about three hours. So this guy befriends me, and he's like, here, come sit next to me. And he, this I, is already a weird story. That's already the weirdest thing that's ever happened on a plane. No, it's no good. I was, Have you been to hey, the lunch here. wagon yet? <laughs> the lunch wagon is blocking the captain's quarters. Hank Azaria? <laughs> but, so Many I thought... we have lunch, or maybe some chapates. <laughs> I, I, uh, the plural of chapati is chapati, but uh, it's impressive that you knew the word. Pack a snap. Pack a snap. Uh, pack, pack a snap. Pack a uh -oh. snap. You did not just pack a snap me. I'm going to bang the fucking desh you back. That just derailed the whole episode. Pack a snap. Pack a snap. Pack a snaps. <laughs> I feel a monsoon coming on. I feel a monsoon coming on. All right. So this guy, I sit next to him, and he's drinking. And I didn't know anybody who drank then. And he's well, like, you were eight. Yeah, and also nobody drank in Pakistan. But this guy was Pakistani, way older than me. And he was like, here, try this whiskey. Oh, no. Wait, said, whoa. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's a weird story. <laughs> Holy shit. So my mom came and was like, what the fuck? And uh, she, like, grabbed me and went up. And then the next time I was going to the bathroom, she's like, hey, just, he, he was like, hey, sit with me again. Sit with me. Wait, I don't know. And I was like, uh, I didn't know how to say no. Wait, is, is he across the aisle from you? Or is no, he... he's like in a different section. So I, I'm, I'm like probably like 40 rows in front of him. And then he, there's like curtains and then the smoking section. He's in the smoking section. So I'm going to the bathroom again. Oh, and he's like, all right, sit with me. So I sat with him again. My mom came and got me. And I remember very clearly my mom took me up and had this talk with me where she was like, hey, uh, sometimes people want to do bad things to children. And I remember being like, me? Like, I was like, this predator wanted to prey on me? Wait, oh, you were flattered? I was flattered. <laughs> I was like, little old me? Oh, <laughs> I, mean, I was going to get preyed on? I, I, I wasn't sure about the shirts. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. know. I thought maybe I just not the shirts. shirts together when I yeah. You're wrong, Mom. I am beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, you tweeted a picture of yourself uh, at, around that age, and you you looked so much like oh. Milhouse from The Simpsons. Well, yeah, that it was I adorable. Mean, that was when I was like four. That was great. Oh, My, okay. From like seven to like eighteen was a real bag of trash. <laughs> like was, so this guy, so you needed this validation? No, no, I this, came this, at the perfect time. Yeah, this. <laughs> I was all confident for a little while after that. <laughs> you were walking with a swagger through yeah. baggage claim. Attractive, yeah. to, attractive yeah. to men with whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need you little girls to like me. I have grown men who are into me. Aaron and I were just watching the uh, 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 Roger Ebert documentary. It's on Is it's it on tough iTunes to watch? Because right I think that guy's amazing. It's really hard to watch because he's a great guy, and and therefore you should watch it. it, it, it no, it's not hard. It's, it's inspiring because it's something terrible is happening to a person that doesn't deserve it, and 
uh, coping with that and watching him fucking just charge headlong into oblivion with, with a with a with a you know I was gonna say with a smile on his face and then I was gonna then I ran through all these fucking <laughs> yeah I'm sorry that's how my brain works and what happened and thank you for proving that I was right to uh, have vapor lock for a second um, the uh, but it's 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 a good documentary that will, yeah, it's a nice, uh, it's, watch it. Um, the, uh, the relationship between Siskel and Ebert, there's a, there's a story that, uh, Siskel's wife tells, uh, I think those guys really, like, I thought, you know, when I was a kid growing up watching these guys, I was like, well, they hate each other, that's what's for sale, but it's kind of an act, it's like Ernie and Bert, like, which, which is true, but they also really did hate each other. They really did? They really hated each other, but they also loved each other, and it's really, Really, it's that, that that part of the documentary is also very touching, but it's more, way more so. But the, like the more important part of the documentary is Ebert's relationship with his wife, and uh, it's 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 a it's a it's a uh, tear bringer. I think it might Not be a jerker. Much tears brought <laughs> by this tear bringer. Um, there's a story in it. Siskel's wife oh, tells. Many tears have you brought? Given <laughs> the airplane theme of the story, so Siskel's Siskel and Ebert are on an airplane flying somewhere, and Siskel is tired of listening to Ebert. This sounds like a good joke. Talk, uh, talk of uh, like So he's like, gonna fuck it up. Uh, <laughs> Ebert, Ebert's, Ebert's telling the same story. Siskel doesn't want to hear it anymore. So Siskel gets a napkin and writes a note on it that says, uh, Mr. Ebert, we're here in the cockpit. Uh, we, uh, we, we, we found out you're on the plane. We, we admire you much more than uh, that other guy. We really agree with your movie reviews more than his. And it would be an honor if you would join us in the cockpit. <laughs> And just talk about movies with us for a while. <laughs> so I had gave the note, had the flight attendant hand Ebert the note. Ebert goes bounding down the aisle, like, starts pounding on the cockpit door. <laughs> it's a funny story. And then, and, then, and then everyone's like, what the fuck is this fat guy doing? And then, he's trying to destroy the plane. And, and then Siskel uh, calls out from, from his seat. Uh, he just he just yells out like uh, Mr. Ebert, we in the cockpit. Well, he he yells out the first line of the letter. <laughs> That's how the story ends. Uh, There's an airplane the, theme. There's a great article that Ebert wrote because he lost his lower jaw to, and so he couldn't eat. So he was on tubes and stuff. He wrote this wonderful article about how he experiences food now, how he looks at pictures of food and recalls like wonderful meals he ha- he's had, and and he's like, don't feel sorry for me. I'm still having that experience. And he talks about like his best meals. As a guy who will never taste again, it's really, really a fantastic. Like, it's a real tear bringer. It's his, really great. His, <laughs> it really is a great article. The, the end of his life is one of the most inspiring chapters of it because he very quickly ad, uh, uh, adopted the, the 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 blogging lifestyle because he had no. And he just, he he became like 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 right up to the finish line. He was like one of the coolest bloggers and tweeters, and it's uh, kind of amazing that you can not only can you not fear death but you can actually like get some of your better shit done right before it even when you're staring it in the face um kind of cool but also really fucked up because why harold ramus why roger ebert why why do bad things happen to people that we admire in the so many thoroughbreds when there's so many we could spare down here (laughs) uh let's bring out a couples therapy veteran and love of my life aaron mcgathy (laughs) 
The gang's all back. Yeah. I don't even have to say anything. We've got so many bright, shining superstars up here. All of you bringing your own brand of rye uh, stuff to the thing. And then it should just be silence for two minutes. Uh, Camille's story uh, about the alcohol reminded me... I didn't try alcohol, by the way. So, Bomb, if you're listening... (laughs) I also did not fuck that man. Although he did go to the bathroom two times at least on a three-hour flight. So, whatever. Yeah. I was hydrating a lot because I... We would be flying at an altitude of 35,000 feet. Isn't it weird that we can poop on planes? Like, like, you would think that they would, they would throw that out there. Gross. Like, well, I mean, it's... it's I have never pooped on a plane. I you, have you've never. never pooped on a plane? No. It's like the first thing I do. For real? As, yeah, as soon Is as... Is it a power w- thing? I know, I don't... I just, I Fuck you, pilot. I, 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 I I'm literally shitting where you work. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Wait, wait, I, for real? You really get on a plane and immediately have to take a shit? Yeah. Oh, because you have, you have that weird thing where you eat and food yeah, pushes I, poop out of your body. I, like, I'm like a... Like I'm a like Play-Doh a, fun factory. Yours is just... Yeah, it's just a straight line? Yeah. It's a, it, it's a, if I what eat a saltine cracker, I will poop a saltine right. cracker's worth of poop. I know it's not the cracker, but that's the illusion that's created. It feels like I eat and then it turns into poop and, and like a Polaroid camera. It comes out... <laughs> It, it really, but it, it's 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 as if I'm I'm really proud of it. Like I I, I think it's something that that's, I might. What my, you're an earthworm? My, <laughs> yeah, my regularity is like actually startling. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, in a world where there's lots of Thank things you, that can go well, so, wrong. So you're, with you. you're comfortable getting at, at six foot four uh, going into uh, a lavatory on a plane is a, is a is a terrible experience because to get if I want to go pee on a plane. What do you guys want to do later? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. I was, I was telling a story, Greg. <laughs> yeah. Scoops, do you want a uh, drink? Uh, sure. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt the podcast. <laughs> Can we talk about... Her name is Scoops? Yeah. So, I have an issue with us, because you hear us call each other Scoops. Scoops but every time... I mean, I guess I don't have an issue. I guess I like it. I, no. Every time we call each other a, a pet name... Dan, you've noticed this. Scoops, Scoops. Yeah. Jeff goes, Coops? Scoops? Every time you want to have... It's Scoops, though, right? It's Scoops or Coobs or Shub or Schubert Huber. or Tony Shalubert or Kubrama. Yeah, that, that's my thing. It's a moving target. Nerb. So I, I always feel like I thought, I thought it was Scoops, but now it's Scoobs. Like Dan, I, what should our pet name be in front of Jeff? Barack Kubrama. <laughs> All right. All right, that's settled. Awesome. I just, I've always, like, it, it, it always seems to be slightly moving, so I can't, I, 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 it's like, I, I, it's not just Scoobs or Scoops, it could be. Yeah, it's always, well, it's always Kamala long, and I long. I call of... each other Coombs and Pooms. You really? call each other Coops? No, he you calls me know. Coombs and I call oh, him. Oh, Coombs, oh, I say okay. Yeah. Uh, are you, what, uh, so, so you, got you, de- were, you got derailed, yeah, you were yeah, telling Yeah, you were it. saying something about. <laughs> I, I was actually, I felt blessed that I was derailed. Because <laughs> uh... it's just a story about you taking a shit on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought I, uh, when Camille was talking about that, that man offering you whiskey or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was whiskey. Jesus yeah. juice. Jesus juice. I had a. I was thinking about my mind was. I was thinking about plane rides and and I grew up in a Navy family, so we lived in Italy for a while. And when we lived in Italy, 
my the adults in my life were other chaplains that my dad knew because my dad was a chaplain, which is like a preacher oh, in the military. I didn't know that. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on any base, there's only one chaplain per faith. So my dad was friends with a rabbi and uh, the others. Oh, so... <laughs> What the other? Oh yeah, a rabbi, a priest, and the right one walk into. <laughs> and I had a. Um... So were all your dad's stories? Did they sound like jokes? <laughs> yeah, they're always. <laughs> yeah. Two Jews walk into a temple. <laughs> um, so I, I had a I had a babysitter who came over twice and would play old maid with me, and he was another chaplain. But then we were telling the story, and I remember, and I don't, I've never thought of this before and never talked about it, and this does not end in weird touching, but I had a conversation, I was like nine years old, and I was talking to him about my parents' instant coffee, and was saying, it's so strange, my parents drink this drink that doesn't taste like other drinks, and it smells strange, and it's really weird, and he gave me brandy. He was like, do you know, do you know what this is, what this, what this thing is? This and like, is a rabbi? This was actually a priest. Um, but like poured. Oh, Aaron! I wonder if you'll be looking over here at the joystick. <laughs> but he. This is called cough syrup. It'll make the journey so gentle. <laughs> My father and I have never talked about this. This is but... called man candy. <laughs> he was Chaplain Nate, and I knew that like we stopped. Chaplain Nate was Chaplain the one who Nate tried to give you brandy. Tried to give me brandy. He stopped babysitting for me because I told my dad that Chaplain that I was going to marry Chaplain Nate. Uh, and, and you ended up kind of doing just that. I, I, I'm, you're I'm Chaplain like, Nate. Yeah, because I'm an alcoholic. It was a joke. Uh, yeah, I got it. Uh, 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 sorry. This story is not funny or good. Whatever. No, it's, no, it's, it's, uh, just, it's, it's troubling. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's I tell. It was funny. Why he came over? We played old maid. I sat on his cock. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> Hollywood Squares. I like to think that you thought <laughs> if you're gonna if, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna pause, I'll take Jeff Davis to block. Yes. <laughs> if uh, you're gonna say I, block, I, I sat I, I sat on his and then pause. If someone's gonna say something. I think it's so no, funny. No answer is good except for shoes. If, <laughs> you thought that's what old maid was, and then ten years later you're like, let's play old maid. And people are like, oh, this is not what old maid is. <laughs> what else my cock? <laughs> I, These I are the start. synoptic gospels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you were sitting on his lap. I would sit on his lap and we would play old maid together and then we would have conversation. How old are you at this point? Nine. Nine. Pretty old maid. <laughs> <laughs> What is Old Maid? What I've never I don't want really, to Old Maid always like had yeah. yeah. It had pictures instead of suits. Yes. And it uh, the point of the game is to not end up with the old woman who's alone. Is that the theme of Western society or what? <laughs> there there are all these face cards. There's like the barber and the veterinarian, and then there's the old maid who no one loves and you don't want to end up with her. <laughs> Woman's only value is <laughs> To give her body for reproductive purposes. But one day she'll I am the sexist seven. Indian. <laughs> I can get away with it. I'm uh, vanishing. And I know, I know, I, I hate know women. 
I know nothing happened, and that doesn't make it okay. But I, but I, there was a reason Wait, why I never saw him again. Did you tell your dad that you sat on his lap and played all yes, night? Yes, and that he, he was going to be my husband someday. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember. The brandy thing is a is a memory that has has that I. You're not remembering. sure if that's real. No, I I know that's real. I know that's real. When I was 11, I was headlining at the Fountain Blue in Miami Beach. <laughs> An older man came up to me. He was Jewish, and he gave me a bottle of Mogan David. <laughs> We played Kabbalah all night long. You can play Kabbalah? You, in my day. Is it Kabbalah that religion? I guess it's a game to Greg. There was a game called Kabbalah in the old days. And, and, and I'm just being a weenus now. I don't actually have a story. I, was I think that was a good call on Aaron's dad's part, not that no, it's my oh, job. Yeah. To, Hell yeah. Oh. But, it, but it also seems kind of tragic because I'm also projecting onto this guy. Like, I don't think he meant you any harm and was no. like, like I will say I'm not dangerous situation. Well, but they're the facts. That's what they're good at. And weird. Yeah, they're good at making it not seem dangerous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why did you want to marry him? Sorry. Why did you want to marry him? Do we talking from the boy boy? It's it's jarring for them. Someone in the audience asked why nine year old me wanted to marry him. Audience, because he gave you attention. Yeah. Greg, easy, easy, Greg. Child, you don't really understand what marriage is. You know, I wasn't really turned on by anything. I also wanted to quote unquote marry my dentist. I wanted to marry the mailman. I wanted to marry. There's a man who collected stray dogs outside of our house, and I was going to marry him. I wanted to marry my mom. I told told my mom I wanted to marry her. Was this before or after you asked if she thought you were handsome? (laughs) (laughs) I did that when I was like 20. Mom, am I good looking? <laughs> I'm afraid to ask other you were people. Twenty when that happened? No, I, I was like probably seventeen. Thirty-four. <laughs> Is there a good age God. to ask your mom if you're hot? <laughs> Uh, but I think there's a healthy. I mean, kids, kids, kids want to marry their opposite uh, uh, sex parent if they're if if they're straight. They have a right to be gay as well. God damn it! Uh, uh, the the uh, kids 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 go through this. Uh, by the way, congratulations, Indiana and uh, fuck the gay rights. Uh, yeah. Where was it? Indiana and Utah. Yeah. And they just overturned the uh, thing as unconstitutional. Good job. Gay points for me. <laughs> You just, uh, you just negated everything you said. I, look, I, how, how many gay points do you currently have right now? I, I, oh, I, so, uh, someone, I, someone's you, chair broke in the audience. I, oh, 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 shit. There we chairs. You probably didn't want me to call attention to that. Godzilla? <laughs> Those chairs are alone. They, it happens all the time. Those chairs. Yeah, uh, there's, some, there's some old ones in there still, and they break all the time. Also, when uh, when my family moved from Italy to the United States, I had chicken pox, and you're not allowed to travel with chicken pox, but my parents are so sick of Italy. I have this memory of my mom. In my memory, she's beating me, but <laughs> it probably wasn't her beating me, but she put makeup all over my face. Didn't tell me what was going on, but put Were makeup... Were you guys doing the bus and truck company of Godspell on the way home? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was for me and for the Illuminati. <laughs> Uh, Pedestrians, uh, take a seat. Thank you. I know you did. You have Asperger's. My parents, you're not allowed to take a child with chicken pox onto an international flight. Of course you're not. Yeah. My parents put makeup all over my 10-year-old 
face. And, and, she and doesn't she, have chicken pox. She's a mime. <laughs> she's Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> she's in a kabuki theater company. <laughs> she's Joan Crawford. <laughs> yeah. She's a My town mom? pageant. <laughs> the, the Mikado opens in two nights. <laughs> she's just sexy. I, I, wore, I wore my mother's scarves so I could wrap them around my face. I had no idea what was going on. And my parents If I like, see a little baby on. with a lot of makeup and scarves around their face, well, I'm like, all right! <laughs> I'd rather have a baby with chicken pox on the plane. So who, hopefully no one got sick on that flight. That's the end of the story. So why, where did you guys go from Italy? Texas. Your what? parents were so bored that they went from Italy to Texas? No, my, da- my dad was getting his uh, master's degree at a seminary in Texas for oh, nine okay. months. Boring answer. Don't you it. guys think that we should get some feedback about all of this from Dungeon Master Spencer Crinton? Yes! exciting it's exciting welcome spencer how you doing my brother i'm doing pretty good no i mean i'm i'm good who babysat you uh i don't know like i think there's this one girl a calculator i babysat mostly <laughs> did you did you, did you i'm sorry i, I want to hear about you how much you loved your babysitter but i did you notice is this tablecloth a little fancier they've been really fancying up the the room here uh yeah like yeah your dungeon fancier. master other than the is... chairs that explode when people sit yeah on well them. that's yeah the audience uh, doesn't get to anything fancy but jeff's podium we're still is calling from... in the audience yeah. <laughs> lump and proletarian i'd say the hoi polloi yeah um uh, anyways so did you want to did you ever ask your mom to marry you uh no i was wondering about that i don't think so but you know I did get, you know, inappropriate, you know, situations with adults. All right. Let's okay. hear about Let's hear one. The top ten. Yeah, uh, in our new right. segment. <laughs> yeah. Number ten. Vaughn's parking lot. No. But, uh, I went to my grandparents live up north in Northern California, and we went to visit them. And uh, Ferndale. What was it? It's Loyalton was where okay. it was, and there was just some some random kind of state fair. What do you call them? A fair, a carnival. Yeah, and um, with fanciful prizes and rides and attractions, and everyone was like having a good time. And I went to try and win one of those, you know, monkeys, and I won it because I could knock off a ball or I could knock a a bottle with a ball <laughs> off of a platform. I guess. Tell me more about this game. <laughs> So, so you have a bottle? I, I, I'm unclear on the rules. Yeah. Well, there's, is there a timer? Do they press pause? I'm unclear on the, on the physics. Or? There's a thick rope involved. I like it. Can you use your hands? I think there's sand. It makes it harder. Anyway, I got a monkey, and um, the lady who's the carny, and uh, you know, don't trust ladies when you're a kid. No, God no. <laughs> don't don't trust carnies either. But I got this monkey, and she's like, you know, you can bring your monkey into my jungle anytime. And I was like, how, how old I'm, are you? I'm nine. Like, uh, well, did you? No. Did no. you bring your monkey into her jungle? No. That, did I, you I, salivate her papaya with your mango? No, but I did peel her banana. She had a banana. That was no That's lady. That's no lady, my friend. You're telling me. How but, old was this lady? Uh, you know, old. Old enough to 
set off a long-held prejudice against old people. <laughs> Too old for a nine-year-old boy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, all right, what's the next Do you have point? a beard? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I know, yeah, you're trying to picture nine-year-old Spencer and you can't picture him without a beard. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly I what's happening Spencer to me. I picture Spencer just shorter holding a matchbox car. <laughs> yeah, I, I, tiny. I, I picture him wearing a little rascal's beard, like a fake beard. Like, <laughs> like, like, that, that hooks over the ears. And he had cardboard glasses. He didn't need glasses yet, but he made them out of cardboard. <laughs> Spencer, give me more stories. What, about... Was this lady, this is not even an appropriate question, but was she like uh, did you think she was attractive no I don't think attractive people do stuff like that right <laughs> I don't know I think I think that's bigotry there's probably very attractive pedophiles out there <laughs> you'd make a great cop Spencer <laughs> Go I don't pull think, over all the ugly people. I don't think they've been diddling someone. Uh, uh, he's too hot to molest. <laughs> I, I think you'll find people with money don't commit crimes. <laughs> Move along, nothing to see here. All right, the next story, Spencer. Yeah. We're going down your ten molestation brushes of from of the twentieth century. I don't think I have any more molestation stories. Oh, that's the only one. Yeah. Uh, we shouldn't be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be I'm just rooting for the underdog. Do you want to go faster? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, always, what if he just kept going to carnivals and kept having weird interactions with people? I worked at a carnival for a weekend. Really? It's terrible. Yeah, the milk what can did you game. Do? Milk can game. Three balls for a dollar. All yeah, that's the game one. that I won. Really? The it was milk so game? confusing in oh, my explanation. Well, I know, but you said you, you were knocking milk uh, cans Bottles. off of a platform. This is the milk oh, giant into it. Milk yeah. can. And the trick is that the hole in the top is exactly the size of the ball. So it's possible to... If people say, I think this is rigged, you can demonstrate that it's not If you, with a very careful orchestrated mo motion that I had to be taught to me by a carny um, where you shove the ball straight down and it'll go right into the thing. But if you are me and not good at being a carny uh, and someone says, I think that's rigged and you go to do that, it bounces off of it and through the top of the tents and everyone rolls into the you about the uh yeah i mean no it's uh, 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 no it's not technically because if you should you 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 but if you hit it you're better like i i uh, uh here, go, go again go again you're fired <laughs> uh, that impression makes me so hot <laughs> It's like you're. Oh, I was gonna say something yeah. horrible. Yeah. There's more stutter away. You finally later. get to have sex with yourself, then. <laughs> we finally found a role play game. We. <laughs> you be me, and I'll be me. <laughs> Knock my milk bottle off this platform with your balls. <laughs> get, get your monkey in my jungle. Hey, Greg Pips, do you have any advice for uh, young, young, very young couples like myself and Aaron? I, mean, I do. Uh, that are about to get hitched? Well, I've been married a long time now, and uh, I think you'll find, Dan, that you need to understand two things about being a man in a marriage. One, it's almost inevitable that whatever you've done is unbelievably erroneous. <laughs> <laughs> and that you have to understand that your deficiencies are legion. Uh, there is no point in time where you're going to go, I fucking win. And 
nor is it advisable for you at any point to decide to win an argument and or a scrimmage and or a skirmish and or a battle and or a war, okay? It's a very long road and uh, it's best you'll find, uh, I believe, uh, for young couples starting out on this, this giant golden journey to the Emerald City. Uh, uh, mutual respect uh, for everything the other one does uh, in other words, when they come home and go, I had the hardest day today, and you go, really? I fucking did this. Um, that's not a big win. <laughs> that is a, a truck that rolls into the, uh, uh, you know, the lay-by and uh, bursts into flames. Um, so I would defer, is what I'm saying. Greg, do you do this all the time? Is that the secret to your happy marriage? No. I haven't learned it after 30 years. <laughs> but I'm just giving you this, uh, this tidbit have you been How long have you been married? Uh, a, lo a while now. Yeah. 1990. Uh, but uh, so. your relationship is an inspiration to listeners of your podcast because you have so much respect for you. You, you. you refer to your wife as formidable. Uh, well, and she is. One, she's smarter than me. She's better looking than me. And she's funnier than me. So uh, I have to keep her... Uh, locked up in a closet almost all the time. Have you guys ever done any counseling or anything? Oh, fuck no. Aaron and I are going to marriage camp. Have you Engagement guys done camp? Marriage camp, really? Yeah. It's not I don't know, but I've been told <laughs> your sister's pussy is mighty cold. <laughs> marriage camp? Right. Wow, what's that well, like? Well, it's not, it's, not it's, not, it's not an actual camp. It's Harmon, get over the goddamn obstacle. <laughs> go, go. Greg, will you? I might make you a rifleman in my beloved corps. <laughs> Greg, will you? Will you be? Jeff, look what time it is. Now eleven. Uh, will, will you put the lunch wagon in front of the cockpit? Put the lunch wagon in front of the cockpit. Uh, lunch wagon. <laughs> Greg, we were talking about ma Major League earlier. Uh, Dan, I want to hear what you're saying about marriage uh, counseling, but I, I don't know. Well, well, here we go. If, if God anybody, damn it, Dan. No, no, hang on. So I, busy I, writing fucking cartoon shows for the goddamn cartoon <laughs> network. You pay attention to your wife more and have more fucking harmony at home. Aaron, God damn it. Stop. <laughs> I'm about as proud of you as I've ever been any couple I've ever talked to. <laughs> <laughs> The manager from Major League, everybody. Parents, <laughs> stop keep pissing around telling stories about how you fucked your priest when you were five years old and shit. <laughs> it's not the kind of thing a marriage is built on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the third season of Community was a little trite. Yeah. <laughs> trite. Them's fighting words. <laughs> season four, it's open season on. Yeah. Uh, my, because my dad is a minister and performs a lot of marriages, he requires, uh, and he's not Catholic, but he requires couples to go through a camp, a quote-unquote camp. How long has this been true of him? Like, how long has he... Since, since the beginning. Wow. And it's like five sessions. Are you guys, have you guys done more than one? We... Well, this no, isn't at the behest of her dad. You're, no, but no, you're no, making no. it sound like we're doing this. No, I'm saying. I mean, I always grew up thinking that like that was standard. Standard, like pre-marriage, mm. like you go to a, you talk to my dad. My wife and I had you. a couple of breakout <laughs> sessions. That was all. Uh, then, uh, thank you, one person in the whole fucking crowd. <laughs> then we had a small meeting, and then a confab, and then a breakfast. Then we blue skied for a while. That was all. We spit ball. <laughs> blue skied. Thank you. Ball. 
two people in the fucking room, really? <laughs> Fuck you, Easy audience, Easy or whatever Prince. you're calling yourself. Easy action. Sorry, I guess uh, I, got a little, <laughs> I got a little huffy. Easy action. <laughs> it, is, it is really nice having a mediator. I know Dan talked about it at length in the last episode, but it's how, been how, how awesome. Many, how many sessions have you guys been to? Only technically one. We did the consultation. No, yeah, no more ses- sessions since the last. Is there an obstacle course or one? Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, there's a. Uh, I there's this hall of mirrors, and Dan has to tell me whether or not I look good. And uh, <laughs> there's just a series of genes that you yeah. repeatedly yeah. ask me if you look fat in. Yeah, and, yeah. Like and then there are all these. Uh, yes, no, yes, yes, yeah. no, yo. Yeah. There are these Chris Evans <laughs> cutouts, and I have to just look at Dan like amongst us. Yeah, in the hall of mirrors, you have to be like, which mirror do I? look best and he has to point to you (laughs) (laughs) and not any of the mirrors this one there's a bed where there's just a mannequin that comes to the door with pizza and we have to argue about who's gonna go down like and get it that's a that's the big that's the the Gettysburg that's 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 what we fight about it's like soon as the, uh, there's a doorbell, I take my pants off. Because I'm like, oh, you have to go now. That's, that's our test, too. We do that, too. See, see, I, I take my pants off before the... Do you so really? Yeah, I do. I, 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 we I, both do it. I do that, too, but I live alone. <laughs> and you, you just like answering the door in your pants. Ding dong, zip. <laughs> Jeff does it when our pizza guy comes over outside the window. It's, he's just in the garden taking his pants off. <laughs> He just watches us eat. He loves it. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. Like we're we like like it's it, it, it's it, out of all the fights that we have, where we're like we get we get drunk and we say mean things to each other and we're 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 bad people and 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 we have to apologize in the morning. But I think the Speak ugliest the ugliest <laughs> the ugliest part of us is when the fucking guy comes with the food and yeah. the, like the. Th- <laughs> just lay there and try to out-baby each other. But I put my pajamas on. The person person who goes down to the door may as well be Joan of Arc. Like, they're a fucking murder. Once you're like, I'll I'll go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How's the pad thai tasting? Is it good? (laughs) I created it. It was was salted with my sweat. (laughs) Yeah, I think I've just sort of decided, like, I'll just get the door. Like, I've made that decision, and now it's way easier. Like, I just, like, I'll be the one who always goes. And it's just, it's made Let me ask you something, uh, Kamal. Do you take the garbage out as well? Uh, yeah. I think you'll find that you do. There's a certain tasks that are assigned Wait, to Wait, what's, what's going on? What do you know? I'm just giving her a name. I don't think this is going to go wrong, right? No, I'm saying it's, this is the natural state of things. Uh, I'm not being sexist or, 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 or horrible in any way. I'm saying that you will find you'll take the garbage out. Unless you're not there, then she'll take She the actually out. does. I mean, she does way more around the house. Oh, obviously. Than I, obviously. Yeah, she's... We're, we're, we're children. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We've been infantilized. Oh, our job is to be funny and occasionally, not with this crowd, but in, in front of other crowds. Uh, every 15 to 30 seconds, you know, laughter and whatnot. And then, and then they're there to be your nursemaid and whatnot. Yeah, well, the, it's okay. Uh, for us, she's, um, 
just edit any response I've had. To, <laughs> no, for us, I mean, the one thing we fight about is the, the other than the who's going to the door is the balance of work and family. Mm. That's the fight we have all the time. And what does that mean? Fa- family meaning the two me, of you? Or yeah, the two of us families? and the house. No, not we don't give a shit. Yeah, fuck your families. Fuck <laughs> those people. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I've been screening their calls yeah. for a while. <laughs> balance with um, them. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, balance of because she's sort of you know she's in the same line of work like she's a writer and producer so so we both sort of work from home and it can happen that you could just because we work together too so it's hard sometimes your relationship you don't want it to become just a work relationship so we really have rules like you can't talk about work unless you say let's talk about work because we do a bunch of stuff together and that has really really helped us (laughs) us sort of negotiate that a lot because sometimes you if you're talking about work sometimes you can get into a fight because you're in the middle of being married and also being a co-worker with someone, you can get into fights that you wouldn't get into if you were in either of those camps. Uh-huh. So so that was like uh, one thing that we had to sort of figure out and I think that's, that's been good. You mean like, did you call so-and-so? Oh, that's my fucking job now? <laughs> I'm trying to eat a hard-boiled egg. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm allergic to eggs, but the rest of it's pretty active. Right. Then, oh, you're allergic to eggs? Then why didn't you tell me that before I made two? <laughs> Honey, if you Baby were paying should... attention for the last seven years... Why don't you eat your fucking yogurt and just sit in the fucking corner, all right? Also, you shouldn't have to try to eat a hard-boiled egg. <laughs> yeah, you should have that down by now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So are we going to open this fifth bottle of wine or what? <laughs> right? Well, That's that, what marriage is Oh, I thought, I thought you were... I, I was immediately like, oh, yeah, we are out of vodka. Uh, uh, are we really? Yeah, I know. Oh, it's should, a record we set the first here. Time we've, we've never run out of vodka. Yeah, show. we're out of vodka, really. Oh, you know why? Because we have Greg Proops here. Well, we're not out of it. Oh, you're, you're okay. Camille, your wife is a family... Not practicing right now, but is a like, licensed family therapist. Like, yes. I've thought about... I think about you guys a lot. <laughs> right. Thank you. <laughs> no, like, she is. Like, what, yeah. How does that? How does that affect like your relations in that in that way? Because she's obviously she can say, well, uh, J- Jacoby Nickelmy. <laughs> is that a real person? <laughs> yes. Uh, no, 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 no. Well, here's what, and uh, my dad's a psychiatrist too, so we uh, sort of both know like what she'll do is she'll call me on like my little like bullshit tricks you know and being with her I've understood myself way more than I ever did so she'll be like all right you're angry but you're not angry at this what are you really angry at and I'm like that's true because for me it's like something is going on and then I just do a magic eight ball to decide how it's gonna come out like (laughs) it's just like I spin a wheel like all right I'm angry at the cat now like like, there'll be times where I was like one time she came home and I was just like just in my underwear looking for this I was like I can't find my Bruce Springsteen (laughs) t-shirt and and she was like okay have a seat turn on the air conditioner you're sweating this isn't about Bruce Springsteen is it and it wasn't I I was anxious about a job I was starting and so so that's Uh what she's become she's helped me realize like what it is like focus on the thing that I'm actually feeling you rather have, than you, trying you to... You have a Bruce shoot. Springsteen t-shirt? I'm a massive Bruce Springsteen fan. Are you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now they're here. 
Hooray for you. I didn't know the whole crowd was from fucking T-neck tonight. <laughs> nice, T-neck. I got married right by T-neck. Which exit? Good night, everybody. <laughs> what you were saying, Spencer. Oh. <laughs> that was a mic slam. Uh, but like a very gentle one. Uh, dude, oh, this is a little time to what you I, were oh, saying. Oh, by the way, I did a Chris Rock mic drop at, at this convention it? in Florida. Yeah. The fucking mic broke. <laughs> but it was broken already. Yeah. That complicates the story. I was holding it. It was, it was in two pieces already. And then I did a bit where it was like, and then it fell apart. And then the engineers were like, yeah. and I was like, I'll buy you a mic. <laughs> And that made them love me. <laughs> um, I've, ne- I've never been famous enough to warrant a mic drop, but I do do this all the time. Which is... <laughs> the soft. Yeah. They've been yelled at it. That's yeah. like a catch and release of mic drops. Um, yeah. When I right when I was getting married, there was a big story in Teaneck. There was a guy who worked at a funeral home. Guess what he was doing? I'll tell you, fucking dead old ladies. <laughs> like women in their 80s and I saw a picture he was 28 and very handsome so you're just into what you're into man I like to think that maybe he was so good at sex that he like it was like going to the hardest difficulty setting in a video game it's like playing basketball with weights on your ankles what if it was a corpse fuck I can come in any situation I can make her come. Yeah. <laughs> that is marriage counseling. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know I can bring say, this bitch yeah. back to life. Not well, only is she know, old, she's dead. Yeah. She's she died of being old. Yeah. And I, mean, I fucked her. We, <laughs> I fucked her back to life. We've all been there. What do you think, Spencer? Flies in the face of your uh, profiling. Yeah, I'm really turning a new page in my book <laughs> about fucking old ladies. There was a guy digging up old ladies and fucking them. No, he no, worked th- at a funeral. He, he didn't have to dig them up. He oh, got the right job okay. for the... Yeah. He was like, you know, going right to the fucking... Was it only old ladies or was it the fact that there were only old ladies were th- currently in the funeral home? I just know that had the you, three... Had, had you think younger... if a young lady died, he'd be like, fucking it! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas! <laughs> If you're that pervy, I think uh, anything at that point. I Carl's Jr. I just, that, that's so awful. They were both in their <laughs> 80s, the women that they... And they, they obviously didn't say the names of the ladies, but the family probably read it like, wait, that's how old Nana was. That's the funeral home we used. Survived by two cousins in Secaucus. <laughs> how did he get... I mean, I, I, did, did someone walk in on him? How did he get caught? Yeah, that's my question. I think he, so now, how he, do you get caught when you work at a funeral parlor and you just like to fuck dead people? That seems like the perfect the like little biosphere. Yeah, then you just embalm them and that's like all the evidence is sealed up in there. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I don't Wait, in your head there I in my head there were he was pulling out for some reason. <laughs> Just like we can't picture Spencer without a beard, you, you're just like, well, that's how sex ends. Yeah. <laughs> oh my uh, god. Someone did. I feel so bad about Rue McClanahan now. Uh. She was so cute. <laughs> the, oh god, I was gonna say something horrible. You've already said a bunch of horrible shit. Yeah, there's no. I mean, really. how do you how do you quantify that crime? Like Dan, if I died. 
and he found out, because obviously the embalmers would rape me. She's so proud of herself. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I am not. But like, would you, because like, you know, my body is dead. What do you, like, what do you want to do to that? Like, what do, what do I, you do? What do you mean? I, well, you what, fuck what is it. my question? Someone said, if, I, if you found Are out. Are you asking him to fuck you when you're dead? I, it really felt I'm like not. that's where this was going. <laughs> I mean, I, well, I'm if thinking Dan, about... If you, if you really love her, you'll fuck her when she's dead. I'm imagining uh, finding out that, like, my aunt was raped after she was dead. Okay. I don't... <laughs> I don't know how to place those feelings or what are those feelings because she's not there. Oh, I mean, you're... disrespectful. It, like, what is, the, what is the punishment for that crime? In he a way, dies and then he's raped, but wait, he never feels it. I mean, like, what is the... Wait, are you on the side of the guy who's doing... No, 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 no. No, she's just no. asking, how do you... No, I'm like, how do you... What do you... What is the... Are you saying it's just like, like at that you... point... Are you asking if Dan would become Batman and avenge you somewhere? Like... No, I no, think I'm she's not. asking, is there really a crime? Because it's just like a piece of furniture now, so... No, I'm not saying is there really... I mean, I'm asking a inappropriate show well, If you could fuck a couch, you could fuck a dead lady. What I'm saying is, like, I don't even know... I mean, what do you even... You're saying you... it's a victimless crime. No, no, <laughs> Well, it kind of is. I mean, it technically is. Yeah. It depends on your religion if it's a victim, how victimless it is. Wait, how is I, that? I wonder if there's another guy. topic besides necrophilia. That we, <laughs> that I, I can't believe we got up. to 105 episodes without talking about necrophilia. Ever. Well, what's funny is I was gonna say not qualified non-consensual necrophilia, but I guess all of it is. <laughs> well, yeah. you might have like a special clause in your will. Yeah. <laughs> I think the victims are the are the, are the the families when they read in the paper that a guy got caught fucking old ladies of the well, yeah. yeah. no, I know, but then like, what is the? There should be a punishment, but I mean, what yeah, is the punishment? He's in, he's is vandalism. there a word for it? I think he's in jail. Okay. <laughs> what category do you put it in, though? Because because I think what you do is if a guy gets caught, let's say fucking women in the uh, in the funeral home, what you do is you kill his grandma and you fuck her right in front of him. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the answer I was looking for. I mean, that starts the brainstorming session. I don't, I don't session let, that's right, but that's I, I'm just spitballing here, you guys. No wrong answers. Let the punishment fit the crime, is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, this is funny. Oh, God. This is not funny. <laughs> what I'm going to say is not funny. Have more fun, but kids. There was, there was a serial killer in Pakistan who... Who's going around killing, like, this is a bummer of a story. Uh, he was killing little, like, poor kids and dissolving them in acid. This is what he was doing. I'm definitely going to listen to this podcast episode. This is one of the ones that makes the cut. I was going to say, finally, we make the I'm gonna, cut. I'm going to listen to this one. Sorry, and he continue. went to the cops, and he was like, listen, I've killed, like, 60-some kids. I want to get to 100. Stop me. And the cops literally, like, laughed and kicked him out. Then he finally got to 100. He was like, uh, I actually did do it. I did it. I, I killed 100. I told you I was going to, and then I did. And the, the official punishment, because he dissolved 100 kids in acid, was <laughs> this was what the court said. Kill him, cut his body into 100 pieces, and then dissolve him in acid. A slam dunk. <laughs> yeah, that's a pack-a-slam. <laughs> pack-a-slam. Pack-a-snap. Pack-a-snap. You've been pack-a-slammed. Pack-a-snaps. Pack-a-snap. This week on Pack-a-slammed. This guy thought he could get away with killing 100 children. What he doesn't know is that after he's dead, his body will be 100 tiny pieces of him. Teddy White experiences that, that, that some new sensations, not a new hot in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> we, 
I should go. I, I'm going to go home and Google how we treat we treat our debt in so, so many like different weird ways. That's really it's a, strange. It's a huge it's thing. A, it's like yeah, what is I mean, our relationship with uh, uh, the the they say that uh, Cro Magnon, which is what we are. We're Cro Magnon, right? As opposed mm-hmm. to Neanderthals, who we kind of hunted out out hunted to extinction. Although some people believe that we interbred with them, but the the, the Neanderthals, in spite of being kind of a little dumber in different ways. Uh, like they couldn't invent like ranged weapons like which we use to just hunt them to extinction but that they uh, they buried their dead and they and they buried them with like trinkets and stuff which Cro-Magnons didn't do we are descended from more atheistic animals than the brutes that we hunted uh, we we, we elbowed out of existence uh, by being smart I, I, I don't know how to process that. Well, I, I just want to go fuck a dead old lady. Well, I think, you know, I'm, you, you know how I feel about religion and all, but I think the ritual of uh, someone dying and the way you treat them is, you know, that's how you sort of say goodbye to them, and that's how you process your feelings of right. you know, that this person not, is dead. I feel like I don't know in our culture, especially, we don't really know how to do that. When my mom, my mom died in our house. She was dying, and she died in our house, and like the den and we just turned the lights off and waited for the uh for the 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 corner corner (laughs) we waited for the corner and just went in the other room and watched muppet treasure island um that's one way to do it (laughs) you know that's no wrong answers well should we that's actually what the quran says did you No, that, Kamel, Kamel, no that, that's the Muppets Take Manhattan. <laughs> no, you have to watch a Tim Curry movie, according to the Quran. Pakistan. It has to be the worst we, witch, or it has to yeah. be Muppets Treasure Island. We, we stood around her for a while, and or then we're clue. like, oh, I, I don't know what else to do. Um, and then we she just died in the den. Off. In the den. She died in the den. And you guys went. It's like, how long has it been since you guys seen Muppet Treasure Island? <laughs> And so there's a corpse in the other room? It's yeah. a mom. It it's was not a, a corpse. <laughs> well, that used to be... I mean, there's a, that's another thing. Like, our relationship with death has changed. Like, it changed in modern society. I mean, it, it wasn't a cool night. <laughs> it wasn't like, listen, tonight, bit of A, bit of B. But I mean, when she, yeah, the when reason she, they called when them... she died, we, we were all like, and now... And we all kind of, like, spread... How old were you? Uh, 17. And you sort of knew that she was... Yes, yeah, she, she was. She was dying. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a sudden thing. Like she was in the hospital. And was she on the she couch? Came home right. to, she had a. She had a bed set up in the den. Okay. It wasn't upstairs because she couldn't go up and down the stairs. She was dying of ovarian cancer. She died in the den. We all kind of knew the day it was happening. It happened, and then we were all like, and like we had this grieving period that was very intense, and then we were all like, and now. I mean, you have homework, and I have. I mean, it was like not. It wasn't casual. Like no, Muppet, I watched Muppet Treasure Island for a reason. Right, because you want to. I loved I mean, it, and it was very comforting. To me. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I guess when that happens, like, how do you process it, and when you go back to like normal life, and there is something to be said for. I think part of the reason that there's so much ritual to it is that it gives you stuff to do after this horrible. Thing has happened. Now feel, you have like preparations yeah. to make, and you it, have to set up a funeral home yeah. and all that stuff. And it I think felt that's, very inappropriate when the doorbell rang and uh, Tim Curry's singing uh, "Cabin Fever," and I'm ah, fuck. I have to pause it. 
she's here. Yeah. <laughs> she's right. She's oh my right god! That's I mean that's that's the amazing thing about death is that it's it it intermingles with life. Like we don't we we do everything we can to not make it feel like that. But when you talk to people who have had uh, real experiences with, with real encounters with death. Of course, part of the story is going to be the seemingly profane, absurdly braided experience of then I ordered a pizza and, yeah. I, and then a friend it, yeah. came over and we played Yahtzee or whatever. Uh, uh, the, 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 I saw that. The, remember that the Penn Gillette had that show on Showtime? I don't, Bullshit. I don't, yeah. They, they, they were talking about the funeral industry yeah. uh, in one episode and I was, I was interested to learn from that show, if that show is credible, that, that we, the reason they're called funeral parlors is because what, you, what we now call living rooms, we specifically made a decision good housekeeping magazine they cite as the they, they made a sort of deliberate decision the way Hearst newspapers decided to go after hemp like yeah. like, like we made a decision to go after death um, and that good housekeeping magazine suddenly announced at a certain point during a certain year this is now called the living room because your house isn't for dead people you don't want dead people in your house because before that you had a parlor yeah, and did. part of the parlor's function was that you your relatives died, and you—that's where they stayed. And everyone came over yeah. and paid their respects, oh, really? and took photos, and hung out, and took photographs with them, and whatnot, and played parlor games, oh, yeah. like what, charades. What about ice cream parlors? Uh, that <laughs> <laughs> great question. <Yeah. laughs> are, are you Rain Man? <laughs> Yeah, Kmart sucks. It's like a child walked into the room. <laughs> what about ice cream parlors? <laughs> well, we, we, had, we had funeral. We had funeral parlors. We have ice cream parlors. <laughs> He's <laughs> mad. He's mad. Cream, cream goes. They to took die. the ice cream out of our living rooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you got ice cream, you would I, you would, I, you would I, sit I, it in a room for two days and take go pictures so, with it. I gotta go. I gotta go to somewhere else to eat my ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> it's bullshit. Uh, yeah, we, I, I want to eat my ice cream in my living room with my dead nanny, Nana, and, and eat, watch fucking Muppet Treasure Island like a fucking human being. <laughs> it's strange that we do such unnatural things to... But America has spearheaded the strange relationship with titties and dead people. Like, 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 titties and dead people. You go to Italy, you turn, on, a, you turn on the TV, and there would be one titty in a fucking commercial for yogurt. That would just be a lady. That's a weird link. Like, like, they have like that. a one titty rule in Europe. Right? Like, I'm, I'm turning to Greg because he's he's cosmopolitan. Breasts don't kill people in Amer Europe. America's relationship with boobs, with nudity, right. and Janet with death. Jackson, I had to apologize. When I was when I was when we went to Paris, I went underground and they have those catacombs. I was like, I was just, I was amazed. I was walking for what seemed like miles. Just How looking was the at skulls. They had they had dug just the material to build the city out of these tunnels and then put their dead down there. Uh, and, and and it was like, oh shit, there's nothing like this under New York. There's nothing like this yeah. under Texas. In Rome, like, there's nothing. We we don't like death. We don't like yeah. boobs. Um, in Rome, there's one like order, like a monk, or they're called the Capuchin. I think. Have you been there? You go into the basement, and all their dead like priests they use to decorate yeah. their place. So they've made like these wonderful like. 
amazing like you know so it would be just like a bunch of skulls there but like these awesome designs like looks like wings and stuff so and it feels like to me a lot healthier way of dealing with death for but, sure. by like looking at of it of course yeah. yeah like dealing with it well, when they go to those do. places in Europe they're called an ossuary I remember going to one with my that's wife. right an ossuary outside of Prague yeah and and in skulls they had written ecce mort which means look at death right and it's just a wall of fucking it's redundant skulls. It's wildly morbid. <laughs> it, could, it could have just said uh, 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 Snickers is uh, packed with peanuts <laughs> because you would be looking at death while you're... They could have worked some Try and fuck this in the ice cream parlor. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're real uncomfortable I'm with mad about ice cream parlors. I don't know why. I, 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 America is a very young country. It doesn't want to believe yeah, well, in death. Finite, it doesn't yeah. want to believe in sex either. It doesn't yeah, want to believe. No. It wants to believe in violence. It oh, loves. We love violence, but but we don't we don't understand uh, fucking and dying yet. Uh, you know, which I is bel- fine. I don't, I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a. I don't. I don't. Happy Fourth of July. But what I do. What I do. Be- <laughs> Happy birthday, America. I do. I do. I. I don't know if we all believe in death, but I do believe in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah! Let's get it on. That was so. You gotta give me a better cue than more. When we last time on Harmon Town, <laughs> our heroes had barely escaped from paradise with their lives, and after robbing a gnomish bar and fighting off the local gang, the Cactus Bunch, the party set fire to the bar and exited. Quark, noticing the fire spreading, went to warn the locals and alerted a gnome barber who got in an argument with the barbarian before scuttling off. Afraid of legal backlash, our heroes tried to escape the city, but found woven barriers blocking any egress. Sharpie burnt a hole in the woven wall, and with some of Christaberg's acid, they tore their way through and into the cold tundra outside. Outside. There they found themselves completely lost with only a burning sack laying in the ice. Uh, that is, until a yeti came upon the gang, ignoring Quark's friendliness. He threw a net on the gang, but would they appreciate being in a net? Was the yeti gonna eat them? Would Bill Mardigan simply burn to death and everyone in it? Find out on an all-new Harmontown. All right. Yeah, we, we escaped the city by burning our way through the wall after burning everything. Then we're in a tundra. A yeti came up, threw a net over us. I don't know why I'm repeating that. Yeah, we've well, for Greg, right? We've, we, we were at a wonderful place. Everyone was nice to us. We burned everything, and now we're... Yeah. And we've become just sociopaths. That's, that's the game now. Well, I mean, in the last two episodes, I wasn't really myself. And uh, I really wanted that baby. I... Do, do we have the robot golem baby? Oh, you guys got it. Okay, but it doesn't have the life thing in it, right? Oh, it, my Greg, we're in possession of a small, r- small robotic golem baby that needs a certain disc to make it operate. How absolutely enchanting. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, you're in the middle of this cold, you know, frozen wasteland sort of situation. You're underneath a big Yeti net and there's a big Yeti looking at you guys. He takes a few steps back after seeing you guys in the net, and he, he grunts, and he raises his hands like this. He goes, raise, the, raise the roof? Yeah. He's raising the roof? He's doing that, but that I, doesn't exist in d I admit it. I, emu- I, I, I emulate it. You're into it. You guys are just doing I, I go. Yeah, I, I do it too. I go, sure. we're your friends. We're your friends. I go, whoop, whoop. Those things all happen. Just kind of like a weird miming thing going on. No one's really... You, 
no communication is really happening. But I make eye contact with him. Um, Yeti! Does, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Yeti! What, what's happening? Uh, hoodoo move. Do oh, I speak this language? Is he he's stuttering? Speaking, is he's, he having a stroke or is this a language? It's a language you don't understand. He's speaking backwards, I think. Say it again. It stuff. <laughs> he's saying futsty. <laughs> ah. But the blinding snow and driving wind give way to the sound of hoof prints. I mean, hoof, hoof sounds. What's the. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. genitalia of Justin Bieber I have arrived at a moment most propitious oh foul yeti taste my vengeance upon thee as I allow as I one I detect evil and two I do something else that's poorly spelled is it Tylenol with codeine yeah tis I he who is both female and male, immortal and mortal, horse and man, part Jew and part human. Richard Simmons? Like Suarez, I will bite you if you are Italian. <laughs> what is this Yeti I see before me? Is this a Bigfoot in white garb? It definitely is. You use your magical, um, evil-sensing horn to see if it's evil, and you detect no evil in its heart. Oh. Uh-uh. Oh. <laughs> Indeed. My horn is fallible. <laughs> Sometimes my horn misdiagnoses, like Dick Van Dyke on the show. <laughs> wow. You gotta yeah. update your references, Tylenol with Cody. <laughs> A pile of shit thou eateth. My references will remain eternal. <laughs> you speak them with such confidence, there's no need to update. Ta ever so. <laughs> Thou hast always been my favorite in secret. <laughs> there is no evil in this yeti. And let me whisk you away. All upon you, jump upon my back and we shall fly. Like a duck's ass sliding down an icy hill backwards. We're in a net. We, we're in a net. I, I take out but my... But before we go, the Yeti has sin, hidden treasure that has not been spoken of. For <laughs> Yetis are known to keep upon their person and in a case about them. Much, much, much riches. Oh. I, I brandish my cutlass and I slice through the net. You slice into the net, but it's made out of steel. It uh, <laughs> hits um, the net and bounces off. Tylenol with codeine, do you know this Yeti, or is this a new Yeti to you? Indeed, all Yetis are but one and the same. If thou hast met one, thou hast met them all. Racist? That sounds very racist. I am eternal. These are truths that I speak. <laughs> Not bromides and platitude yeah. saws yeah. and, and well-worn tropes. These are but things from experience pluck it I have from my passage to past. I don't know if that answered my question. Indeed, thou hast much treasure, dost thou not yeti? 
keeping in thy case that thou keeps behind thee. It, it grunts at you, and you can understand what it's saying. It's well, of course I can. I'm oh, yeah, polyglot. <laughs> says it on page two. <laughs> it says, my chest is back at my house. Fuck all day and fuck my luck. <laughs> Many riches were I to grab this day, but it seems that the Yeti has none upon him. Hast thou any credit cards? What's a credit card? Jesus H, you fucking hillbilly. Can you get the Yeti to remove the net lettuce out of the net? And ask him what's happening? Indeed. Yeti, free my friends, wouldst thou? For thou is listening to thine equine master. <laughs> he says, oh, oh, these guys are your friends. I thought they were just animals. Um, let, me, let me get that for racist. you. Animals? Racist. Racist. They are but comedians who live in Los Angeles. <laughs> animals thou art not, but with William Morris endeavor dost thou sign. <laughs> I wish. Wow. Or other smaller agencies that are more boutique. <laughs> the Endeavors. And the, the Endeavors and the APAs. And the cause. <laughs> or the UTAs. Or if the anybody's UTAs. out there. So, Please spread at thy net, uh, Yeti. He does so. He removes the net. And A solid thou'st would do me. He puts it away. Sorry about that, he says. Do we understand him? We don't understand no. him. No. I understand him. He has he's wished us most apologies. Now let us away to our next adventure. Coco I have made in a cavern nearby. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I take a knee before the Yeti uh, and, and, and get, like kind of indicate my... Subservience? Yeah. <laughs> My, uh, you, are you swearing fealty to the Yeti? Yeah. He, re, he, he removed the net, right? So I'm like, I, I kneel before him. Yeah. Like a strong but, but, but servile man. <laughs> okay. And I, and I go, and I, and I just gesture to him because I know he can't speak English. And I, and I go, I give him a thumbs up. <laughs> He, That's uh, because we watched that Roger Ebert yeah. documentary. It's so sad. He keeps giving everything a thumbs up. <laughs> well, he does. He Deal really did. It. At the end, he was very forgiving to a lot of terrible movies. <laughs> yeah. He's, <laughs> right at the a end. Lot of right at the end, he's like, Monster House is great. <laughs> Tylenol with Codeine. How, how, is, how is Coco? Um, I haven't seen her in a while. She is most delicious and chocolatey most. Let us away and let our feet break wind as we travel across this pampas. I, 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 I ask uh, Tylenol uh, with Cody. Oh, Gnome, tis thee, to whose face I have sat upon in the past. Yeah. Uh, he remembers. Oh, most tranquil Gnome. <laughs> Mine thighs have sought analgesia on thy nose. <laughs> he never forgets a face. <laughs> yep. Never forgets a feeling. Uh, not once he sat on it. Tylenol, um, can you ask this Yeti if, if uh, we need uh, a, a place, or maybe you know, we, we need a place to get out of this cold. We, uh, well, he's got a cavern with cocoa. He does. A to the fucking. Uh, <laughs> shall I ask most of the Bigfoot? Bigfoot slang speaketh sigh. That, that felt raised, very racist. <laughs> raised on the streets were I. 
Cracked it, I smoketh with the Yeti and his Bigfoot friends. Uh, he actually gets a... Pay. He's like the John Mayer of... Uh, yeah, he gets to use the Y word and everything. <laughs> like John Mayer, am I? He's Except got a, without the bag of douche. He's got a, he's got a Yeti pass. Yeah. Indeed, thou Yeti pass I have bought. Indeed. Let's go to the cavern, right? <laughs> to right. the cavern with we, Coco. Well, I, I hop on, uh, I hop on uh, Tylenol's back and uh, and, and grab, a, grab a handful of mane. You do that. <laughs> Thine we... sighs are so strong, Gnome. <laughs> I have missed thee upon my haunches. <laughs> if I can, I'm going to snow ski behind Tylenol and Coco. Is there room for me on there or am I cock blocking? Indeed. <laughs> I, I'm room a... for all is most small foul man. Everybody, hop aboard Cody. Rick and all fit on there? But yeah. you're, you're snow skiing behind. Yeah, I'm snow skiing behind. Yeah. Also, a cool hat possesseth I. <laughs> Cool hat. It says so on the goddamn paper. <laughs> Jumpeth in. It really right. does say a cool oh, hat. Cool hat. <laughs> to the honeycomb hideout. I the get, honeycomb I, kids are there. <laughs> I get. I get on. So together you ride off and you ride towards what you couldn't even see before, but once you get upon it, it's like a little white smear on a bare white smear, and it's a ice cavern. It just goes in just a ways to get out of the, the wind and the snow. Sounds like a biopsy. It's kind of like a biopsy. <laughs> but in the snow. It's just some sort of ice cavern, and you guys get there. <laughs> Seek at the shelter from the, 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 the sleet and hail. In, in this cavern most warm, albeit shallow. <laughs> I, I, I spur uh, Tylenol on in, so in, into the, uh, the cavern. The interior of this cavern is not commodious. Thou wilt find that mine four haunches are most uh, snowpiferous. <laughs> and other shit I made up. <laughs> Wouldst thou like some cocoa? It has the marshmallows in it, the kind that floateth upon the top most pleasingly. Yeah, I'll love some. Thank you. <laughs> Wouldst thou like toast with cinnamon on it? Yeah. yeah For magic good. powers have I, and an amulet of shadow worlding. I'll just take the cinnamon toast and the... Okay. <laughs> Who would like a strawberry Pop-Tart? Ooh, could I, can I, 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 I would. Can I trade my cinnamon toast for the strawberry pop? Absolutely, bro, Ham. I don't want the crust though, because that shit nasty. Uh, I put butter upon the cinnamon pop tart to make it extra good. Do you have pickles? Dude. <laughs> Are you pregnant? I have cornichon, the small French kind. They're most sexy, and they have pearl onions amongst them. I'll, tr I'll try one. Try this and see if it does not crunch us most. I try, uh, I try the pickle. Game master, I check, it, I check in emotionally with Coco. Um, she's kind of distant. <laughs> hey. who, who wouldn't be in a shallow ice cave? <laughs> who's, uh, who's Coco? That's uh, Mulrain's horse. horse. Yes. Should there be a voice to Coco? I mean, there doesn't need to be. I mean, she's not there. She doesn't speak, right? <laughs> I mean, I've heard, I've heard her speak. Um. You know, is, is Coco with us or no? Yeah, she's here. Oh, okay. There, uh, she usually is. Coco, Coco, I present a carrot, Co Coco baby. Mm -hmm. um. <laughs> Much vitamin I, uh, A has transferred this evening. I I feel like I kind of abandoned you. A while ago, I mean, you're a horse. You're hard to take with, and I know a lot of stuff has happened to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> C 
Coco, Coco does seem emotionally distant. Right? <laughs> By the blister genitalia of Miley Cyrus, this doth bog down. <laughs> Speaketh not to thine horse, for I am a unicorn, and more than horse am I, for horn do I have in my head. Oh, don't be jealous. That's not a competition just because you, you're kind of horsey. <laughs> Settle thine shit down, O Sprog. <laughs> I examine the cavern. It's very shallow. It's pretty nondescript, other than like what looks like a small burnt-out A throw fire. rug have I bought from bed, bathroom, and beyond. So, Tylenol, you just, you, you, you live here? I don't live. I crib. Uh, and then other times I, you know, I crib with other people. I, I, I get around town. Do, do, do you know the, the neighborhood well? Like, where are we? Do I fuck? Jesus. Home style is this to me, although the winter is most foul and pestilent. Uh, uh, much snow and uh, abrasive uh, ice crystals formeth about us. I make a terrible pun and I go, <laughs> I mean, I've heard the phrase man cave, but, and everyone looks at me horribly and then I retreat back into my cup of cocoa. <laughs> Thou hast nothing to be ashamed of. Lead us out of here, I will. Onto the furtive plain and then onto the fruitful area where the purple caverns do uh, beckon us, <laughs> full of riches and stew made of rabbits and other things that thou likest. Tylenol or codeine, what have you been up to? I'm high a good deal of the time. We haven't seen you in a long time and now you're very uh, set on this goal. What, what, what? Just tell us about of your travels. Oh, many travels have I. Omaha of Nebraska have I been to and found that the white people were fat most. Fanny packs and crocs did they wear in public and no sport coat upon thee. And then other times have I gone to Missouri and found that the people ate pork rinds unashamedly and listened to country music as if it was for everyone and not just the white. <laughs> Lady Adabellum have I heard, and much barf have I spewed. <laughs> oh, my travels. <laughs> to Paris I have been, and under the catacombs did I go. Oh. And there did I see those who were dead, and the ossuary therein lie. And yet cometh back to this land I have, because treasured most is it be. Take us to this treasure Tylenol with Cody. Like Fucking A, will I? I like these purple caverns. That <laughs> I, wanna go to, I, I like the sound of these purple caverns. Purple yeah. caverns. Uh, the caverns are not only purple, they're also violet and other shades of vermilion. What sort of treasures lay within? Uh, the kind that will knock the socks off of thee should thou wear socks. <laughs> All right. uh, plentiful and plenitude uh, shall you see the shining uh, treasures that lie let's all hop aboard Tylenol and be whisked away to the purple caverns uh, of the treasure thou not even have to jump upon my back for here we are transported I what? Uh, you transported us? Uh, yeah I have an amulet of shadow worlding and I have streamers <laughs> is that like herpes? <laughs> So like yeah. a new word for He's everybody. reclaiming herpes. <laughs> Streamers. Are you going to de decorate a prom? Many, um, many proms have I decorated. So, um, wait, do you want to activate the amulet or do you want to travel it, to the Purple Canyon? I, to the Purple Canyon, wish do I travel? Is, is I, the Yeti with us? No, no. Okay. He didn't oh. come with you to the camp. Major tower. bummer is he and leaveth behind, yeah, shall we? the most have. confused Yeti in the history of Yeti-dom. <laughs> like, I, like I, I mount Coco and take her with us. All right. Wouldst thou mount Coco in front of me with video rolling? <laughs> 
So uh, you depart, you head towards the purple canyons. Um, <laughs> you're pretty deep into this icy tundra wasteland, so the journey takes several weeks, but alas, you find <laughs> yourself you find yourself at the purple mountain range where the purple caverns are said to be found. Weeks have gone by? Oh, yeah. R- what did we do for these weeks? Travel. We Pinochle. <laughs> and other games like cribbage. An old maid. <laughs> A priest has asked me to sit upon his lap. And whiskey has he asked me to drink. And yet I have refused him twice upon trips to the toilet. <laughs> Tylenol, we're here at the Purple can- uh, Canyons. Hooray, hurrah. And the Purple Canyons doth yawn before thee. Dost thou not see the riches lay within? And the golden light that doth uh, beam above thee? Do the, do the treasures just lay there for, for us to pick them like fruit hanging Indeed, from a tree? Indeed, thou art most broke, and of thine horrible plight I have heard in my immortal world. Thou hast been burning villages to the ground like sociopaths. <laughs> Weeks past. Riches I would transport to thee so that thou may have a couple of fucking nickels to rub together as this journey I don't see any, I don't see any treasures here, though. Like, where, where, where do we have to get There them? are none so blind, Gnome, as those who will not open thine... Don't get ar- fucking weird, Tylenol. <laughs> For fucking six weeks, we've been fucking riding around in the snow. <laughs> and you're fucking so high. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been I've hearing been, the same I've, song I've, over I've, and over again. I'm beginning to. I've heard this, you keep repeating these stories. I I, I I don't even know to believe you anymore, man. Like it's I'm my ass. I got saddle sores like you fucking never seen. An option thou hast better than I. You show me these treasures, motherfucker. Stare you forward, talking, You're talking about these treasures as with th- thine jaundiced eye. Jesus Christ. Stare forward into the abyss and see what thou cannot know. I'm looking at a, at a, at a, can, at a canyon. Does no one have a fucking flashlight in this crew? I light a, I light a torch. Um, you light a torch and you can see inside the opening of this purple cavern. There's three or four, I'd say four gemstones of various colors just kind of seated upon the floor. I ride towards the biggest one. Um... Dude, these aren't worth anything. <laughs> Knowest nothing, thy. For these gemstones are valuable most in a way thou canst understand. Hey. Well, then why would you want us to have them if we canst understand? <laughs> Thine mind cannot wrap around at this moment, but moments hence thou'st will be in most possession of understanding. Um, crew. Crew. Yeah. A stick, stick bug boys or whatever we're... This is about. like taking a Tylenol. van Fun. full of retards to Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> Gentlemen. No, it, Impatience, no, though. Nobody knows what you're talking about, man. <laughs> what the fuck? fuck? What is Knott's Berry Farm what and is, what is the R word you said? <laughs> what are, are there, is that a new form of orc? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna fuck I call wait, how is that... <laughs> Roading. Yeah, we're high roading. I, I, I appraise the gems. As uh, you guys approach the gems, they seem to shift before your eyes and mutate, and they, they get bigger and grow into strange, grotesque, insectoid forms. Oh, that fuck. Great. You Tylenol, you son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, uh, this is a treasure? Fuck is doused. Does that make sense yeah. to you? For a moment, I lend Christopher's ear. 
what is what is going on? <laughs> like, what are we or what are we? I over here. I go around. Child, don't fuck. We were for six weeks. I feel like it's our fault for it's following not, this guy. Is, <laughs> well, By the way, that cocoa was just a bunch of mud and water. <laughs> hey, hey, that's hey, what hey. Swiss Miss. Wow. I was being polite. Cocoa. This, this cocoa. guy got cocoa us out of a what? yeti net. All right, he what? got us out of a yeti net. Well, hooray! Okay. I, we, we, we didn't try other means. We could have got out of it. Hey, I have a great plan. We burned down the purple cap. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jack and apes. I, 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 I go to Coco and say, Coco, I don't know if you've noticed, but these, these treasures you're talking about, these gems that you were so smug about a moment ago? Not Coco. I mean, sorry. I, you're allowed to talk to her. I, 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 I'm sorry. I meant Tylenol, Tylenol with Coding. Uh, Tylenol with Coding, uh, Jack, uh, these gems turned into giant insectoid creatures. Uh, what, uh, is this the treasure you told us about? Uh, thou hast not seen the intrinsic value uh, herein. Then, then show me the value of this. Like I no. have here uh, <laughs> so, moderate. So high. Down. What are the bugs doing? Yeah. Um, what do they do, Spence? They're slowly menacing towards you, clacking their dangerous limbs. Menacing is a verb. It is now. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Menacing. What verb. happened to my magic powers? They're person. eviling towards us. I, <laughs> <laughs> Menacing actually is a verb. Well, it's a, it's a gerund. Or yeah, you, in can, this you, case. Can, you can menace someone. I mean, I'm not oh, saying I did oh, it right, yeah. but it's What happened to my magical powers? I brought them for jewels, and all of a sudden there's menacing. Yeah, yeah, Tylenols. Not, well, not, they're not evil, so. They're, they're not? Uh, all right. Everybody, a Chilifed, take it. Why don't you, why don't you do a evil the, 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 uh, where you read their heart and see if there's any good or evil yeah. in their detect, heart? Detect evil on them. Excellent Tylenol. idea. <laughs> I shall take the under advisement. Yeah. Trot it forward, shall I? Click, 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 click. <laughs> they don't seem evil. They just seem kind of like empty, like uh, robots or dolls or something. Mm, disappointing this, like a 70s TV show. <laughs> what are you talking Much about? Much value thought I had these insectoids. Let's talk more rock, motherfucker. I, I, I use my armulet of spring. Right. Armulet? Yeah, it's an armulet. Yeah. <laughs> he really got him. Can shoot thorny vines 20 feet to protect or ensnare enemies. I choose not to protect them. I would like to ensnare them. They're not They're not they're, they're evil. They're not evil. They're not, they're, they're, they're not evil. Oh. They're, Wait, they're you not, found that out? He, yeah, he said they're not evil. Oh, sorry, I'm drunk. Well, they don't have they don't have evil hearts like you know ovens aren't evil. But if you stick your head in it, it'll yeah, like kill a, you. a bobcat isn't evil, but it'll eat your children on a camping trip. But the dingoes that took that lady's babies, like you're they were, right, they weren't snidely whiplash. They were like, I want to eat a baby. I'm a dingo. You're right. Let's set them on ruined fire. Ruined her life. I, 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 many, I, many mundane points do you mortals make? <laughs> I, I sense motive on these uh, in, insectoid gems. They have no motive. They're just they're just evil. I'm about to fucking like take a sword to these fuckers and see if there's any gold inside them. You can't you can't detect any. Motives. I take my sword and I cut you. I fucking just smash one in the face. <laughs> oh Jesus! You smash one in the face. It uh it's sh- it dealing 19 damage. It yeah. shatters into crystals. Right. I, 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 can, I, can I just keep smashing or am I, am I on a roll over here? All right. Um, you have a boner, don't you? Nope. <laughs> keep talking, I'm gonna. Yeah. You, you slash what? into the rest of these guys, but they're not, they're not, they're not having it. Oh yeah? No, it's okay. bouncing off. 
What do these crystals look like? They look like crabs. One of them looks like a red crab made of ruby. Ah, much crab meat have we discovered. Most expensive is Tylenol, take five, motherfucker. (laughs) The disappointment anticipated I did not. I want to do my amulet ensnared move now that the fighting has started. Well, I already rolled that. So the other two are ensnared. Oh, nice. Their legs are all... I look back from my ensnaring and I'm like... I look over at Mulray and I'm like... Huh? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a magic circle that I can do against evil. Not evil. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? Much Asperger's sensei. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot of it here. All right, oh, then I have some rope. Yeah. I'd like to do some tricks now to distract everyone from how shit the plot has become. This one's called the Triple Helix. It's really impressive. You don't even have thumbs or anything. Nope. Hoofs and yet knots I do wend. Is there any I, is there any value any these ruby crystals is, are these yeah, worth anything? Yeah, because I will say if <laughs> yeah. you had said let's go six weeks, I'll show you some rope tricks. None of us would have come. <laughs> Imagine my disappointment. We were in a yeti net. All right. Yeah. This what guy, this guy's Giuliani. You take what you get. We don't give him six weeks of our lives for getting us out of it a fucking. It wasn't six you, you weeks. It was several weeks. I, I lie on the ground and I open my clothes so the jewels will crawl in. Oh. Wait, what? Well, there. Twas not the first time. They're all entangled so they can't move good. Okay. Or well. I or... shamefully button up my dress and I stand up and I just back up. So, what about the one that I shattered? It's all shattered. I mean, I, I go. Yeah, Sam, don't pat yourself. I, can on the I back. get the red one? Can I go the the, big, the red ruby? <laughs> and do I what? To find out what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you pick up a lot of a lot of sapphire shards. I get a bunch. I get the red one, the one that's really cool. That one's not dead yet. I mean, that's still a in a thing. Are there any red shattered ones? No. It's a, there's a red intact crab. Hmm. I... Red's my favorite color, so I think we. <laughs> I think we killed that. We, we, need, yeah. we, we need a cliffhanger. Someone, someone, someone to make something happen. I take a shit. <laughs> Almost. Quark! I mean, Sharpie. <laughs> Sharpie. Sharpie, this is neither the time nor the place. Did you... It, it's sandwich-sized. Where did you get a sandwich? I just ate, I ate one. And... <laughs> we did it. Thank you for coming to the show. Thank you, Kamal Nanjiani, Aaron McGaffey. Great groups, everybody. I'm Jeff Davis. One more time for the mayor, Dan Harmon. We'll be appearing at Gen Con, uh, teaching people how to role play. Spencer Crittenden, everybody. X-Files. Watch, uh, listen to, or you can also watch it, Kamal's X-Files Files podcast. If you want to learn more how to play D&D just right, uh, go to our website. And listen to the Proofcast as well. Oh, yeah. The smartest man in the world with Greg Proofs, the best podcast out there. Thank you all once again. Thank you for coming, and good night. Oh, and the Meltdown TV show starts July 23rd, so please watch that when it comes out on Comedy Central. 
It's free on Amazon right now, the first episode. It's a meltdown with Jordan Kamel. Thank you. the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed.